Hey folks, Craig here. Thanks for popping back in after our hiatus. Just wanted to give you a heads up. There's a slight echo for the first two-thirds or so of the pod. Look, Megan and Maddie are new parents. They're sleep-deprived. We can't expect them to knock it out of the park technically the first time out. Although I assure you, the content remains exactly what you'd expect. Slightly below average. Thanks for listening. The final days of the First World War told primarily through the eyes of a young German soldier. The Navi are once again threatened by the Sky People. One friend decides he doesn't like the other one anymore. A young musician from Mississippi becomes a superstar. A mother must learn to accept her daughter so the multiverse isn't destroyed. Sammy wants to make films. A famed conductor's choices implode her life. A flight instructor returns to his old school. Wealth and class are skewered on land and sea, and a conclave of females make a difficult decision. This time on a very special episode of the Oscar should go to 2022. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to. I wanted it, so I wanted. Go ahead, say your piece. Hmm. I already said it once, and we cut it. Yeah, I know. But well, Craig, I, Craig I just, insisted I he saying, opens with in, himself. You have me here once a year. Yeah. I get one chance to finally speak to the people about one my thoughts many. on the Oscars, one, sure. one the film many. landscape of the year. And I feel like often you want you want to limit it just to the nominees, but the nominees don't exist in a vacuum. They don't exist in their own little bubble, and they exist. You know, relative to yeah, the other films that came on the year, so I think it's important to bring up the other. The no, other. No, we're definitely going to talk. We always talk about other films. Here's the oh, problem, Maddie. So may, I'm just saying, Megan gives me shit. I got this already, whole list. I want to know talked, who got nominated We've already for talked about other films of the year. That you haven't been on. I'm going to bring this, this whole new perspective here's the thing, to the whole this game. This all started because you didn't watch The Whale. Whose fault is that? Yeah. Uh, I, should, also, I really regret not watching the Also, I don't know how long sorry. you think we're going to go, but we have the baby now, and baby. that motherfucker is going to... So, so maybe the podcast will listen. be an hour of me talking about, you know, you are not alone, and then we'll zip through the rest. Yeah. Okay. We'll um, okay. So, okay. This is a mistake already. It's a Macedonian film. Well, so, this is, so this is important, though, because this is our first time recording with young Harry in the world. Yes, yep. Harry is here. Harry, our son. Our son. What is it? You're, oh, you do. You like doing My son. <laughs> I don't. It's, I don't like it because the son dies in that one. Although I like. I like picking him up and saying. My son is on the other son, side. I like picking him and saying, "Come here, boy." Oh yeah, you like one. doing that too. That's really fun and fun for everybody. You don't watch um, The Simpsons. I don't. Megan never watched The Simpsons. Megan or um, listen to yeah, or listen to Doughboys clearly because Mitch pulls out his first season Homer Simpson. Reference at least once an episode. So, mm-hmm. oh, does great. It? Well, what a fun for Mitch. I hear enough Mitch in the real world. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> we've got enough Mitch. Um, uh, we're Mitched out. Um, yeah, I pushed. Uh, I pushed that baby out of my vagina, straight up. Came out, and then they pulled it out of me, and then it came at me like a spider monkey. And then my favorite part is, and Maddie, I told Maddie not to look, but he kind of looked. I looked up at him, and he was kind of looking. And then my OB, who delivered the baby, said, 
um, do she then then you deliver this is a this is squeamish yeah. so skip skip forward a minute and a half of your grossed out uh, but then you have to deliver the placenta right. which is an organ that your body makes just for this one yeah. like your my body just made an organ right. and then was like I'm done with it I'm over it and so then you deliver that and which is much easier than the baby. And then she was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to?" I think see? there's less bones in the placenta, so that probably makes yeah, it uh, sure. easier to. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Not so many fingernails. Yeah. And um, she goes, "She goes, do you want to see your placenta?" And I said, "No, thank you." And you just said, I'm "You good. said put it in a jar." Today, of course, is also Maddie's birthday, and you guys fried that mm-hmm. up this morning, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. Fried it up, ate it, and I now no longer have postpartum. Legitimately, though. I said no, and she, correct me if I'm wrong, she seemed a little surprised that I wouldn't yeah, want to she, look. I think, yeah, she was like, really? I think, you I think, I think it's more because you were, you're, well, no, it's the way your response, though, I was always like, ugh, no, or something like that. <laughs> yes. I, I think, I think you, you forget, like, your tone with them, too, because often, like, I think the mother's like, oh, yes, it's a beautiful time, and oh, I have all these plants for the placenta, and you're like, ugh, what? Gross. I, well, here's yeah, the thing. I think gross. doctors, <laughs> in general, I mean, they've chosen this profession, so they're into stuff like that. Like, this is a very I different guess. situation, but one of our cats, Ponyboy, who's currently basically standing in front of the camera, you guys just can't see him, um, he's just below he's the camera. Um, oh, he swallowed like a half a bag of hair ties over the course of the first three oh, years no. that we had him. And when they removed <laughs> them from his stomach because he was no longer able to eat or throw up <laughs> because there were so many hair ties, they were like, do they gave us the bag of hair ties back. We we're like, what are we going to do with those? Yeah. Why would we're we going to wash this? those and reuse them? That's. Thing. That's wild. I bet, why would be that? Why that's wild. That's a shame. I bet his plan was that he was going to hawk up a big hairball and then he hawks it up and it's like got a hair tie. It looks really nice when it comes out. Um, so let me just make, make a giant rubber band. There's so we have time to discuss Harry and the birth of my child, but not enough time to discuss Anna de Armas's knockout performance as Marilyn Monroe. Okay, and this, okay. This, you know what? this shall not pass. I already told Megan when this. you when you complimented Blonde that that might be grounds for. Your child to be taken away. Justice for blonde. Like you won't have justice for blonde. Blonde is good. No, no, it's half. Uh, good. It's half very blonde's bad graduate movie. student film. It's a good half movie. Lifetime a movie, movie of the week. It's a great movie. People, people want it to be a biopic. It's not a biopic. I know it's not a biopic. I don't. Here's the thing. I, the thing. I didn't is. watch like it. Those scenes with Bobby Cannavale as Joe DiMaggio it's are great. horrible. I don't. I didn't watch it, but I'm going to tell you something. I don't believe either of you. Hmm. I don't trust either of you. You should trust. That's the truth. You should trust me on this one. I'm not saying in general, overall, on this one, I feel okay, I feel I'll trust pretty. You. I, feel I did pretty watch good. a little bit of. I did watch a cup. I didn't watch like more than three minutes at a time. I will say, I think she no, did a good job. Good. I think she's good. She's great, right? I think she is good. Yeah. I think she got nominated because people hate that film, and apparently it was a torturous process for her according to all reports. So I think a lot of the reason why, although that film was really poorly reviewed, that she still got nominated is people were like, she's good in this, and it seems like it was a horrible experience. So let's... She's got she's to pick some better movies. Between this and, like, Deep Water, I'm like, Anna, what's going, what's going on here? She's like, by the way... I'm sorry. I know I harp on this a lot. Everybody she's is on James me. Bond, she's, she's so like, hot. It's like absolutely yeah. sick. I think she's maybe the hottest person in Hollywood right now. It's like you know when she was hotter than you know when she was suffering and hotter than who when she was yeah like literally when she was having like a really hard time in Blonde. I was like, go be a model. 
Go, go be, be a, a model. movie star, go Marilyn a Monroe. Mo- or a movie star. <laughs> I, I, it's hard. I mean, listen, I feel for Marilyn. May she rest. Um, but it is very much like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's hard. It's, it's hard to get it up for pretty people nowadays. I say this as somebody who's six weeks postpartum. So don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. I am a wreck vaginally. No, actually that's tight again. I'll tell you what's tough is, uh, I need to like fix my face and to be fair, that's I've known you for like twenty years, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, but now I'm motivated to do it because I don't want to be like I don't want to be like dropping him off somewhere. I, right. I, 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 listen, the You don't want to be dropping him off of my life. Coll- at college and people are like, What's with mm. that mom's face? Right. Being being attractive in the early part of my life, that ship has sure. sailed. Goodbye. But it's not too late for me to be a MILF. Mm. So that's my... I'm setting my sights there. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I think that's great for you. I'm glad you have that. Everybody's got to have a goal. Um, So here's what I'm going to say, Maddie. Here's what I think we should do. I think we should go through these nominated films. Wait, why are you bringing this up to Maddie? Oh, yeah, because he's the one that has the engineer. After we go through the nominated films, I want you to have your... A little bit of time okay. to talk about some of your favorite films of the year because we did that with our buddy Clayton oh, Davis, so we haven't had your thoughts. You. Um, and then Great maybe idea. we'll talk briefly about some of the other categories. We'll see. We'll see how far we get. We might have to stop down if the child wakes up, you know, pick up another time. We'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, we'll see. And before we begin, begin, I have a drink. And can I just make a toast real quick? Yeah, please. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. To Leslie. <laughs> to Leslie. <laughs> To Leslie. <laughs> to Leslie. May she rest. To Leslie and her pie shop. You know that? Is that what it's is it about a pie is shop? Is that what that movie is about? She, spoiler alert, she ends up with a diner at the end of the movie. Oh good for her. Wow. That's compelling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great, great if she won and everybody was like, woo woo woo? I'm still not, I'm still, I'm still not clear. Is, if, is she actually good in it? Is it? Yeah, she's sure good. She's I mean, fine. she's good, but it's not, it's just one of those things that it's like. It was just a PR thing. Yeah, it's just one of those so. things when they're like, it's the, it's in a, one of the best performances you ever see. It's very much just like the kind of performance like actors like. Like if this uh. had been nominated for a SAG award and not the Oscar, I would have been like, yeah, of course. It's like when Sarah Silverman got nominated a couple years ago for that movie where she was like, depressed or whatever and everybody was like who no one saw who saw that movie right like it's very much like an actors love this movie and it's also about she's in like she's a drunk in it and so a lot of people think like so many actors are in recovery that they like Mm -hmm. seeing someone like get by it on film and also she's definitely gonna have she definitely has the 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 that scene, the scene, and I'm sure in the movie where she's like drunk. Oh yeah, and, where she plays. And she also, she also. Strong. I mean, we were talking about you know why Anna Darmus got nominated. She does have to act next to Mark Maron's Texas accent. So again, <laughs> like, um, and she's Leslie. Yeah, right? she is Leslie. She's too Leslie. She's the teacher yeah. of yeah. Leslie. Yeah, okay. she's too Leslie. Okay. Get it. Um, okay, so I forget how we do this. We round robin. We it, just right? no. We're gonna do it alphabetically. 
That's just the easiest. Oh, I thought we no, around. we do it alphabetically. It's just the easiest way. Oh, okay. We've always done that. Do we try? Do we try not to spoil? I always forget. Do Here's the thing. I would say let's. I would say these are suspense. best picture nominees. People that are jumping into this know they're listening to a best picture podcast. We can do light spoilers, particularly for the first movie we're going to talk about, which won best Great. picture in 1930. So, if you're uh-huh. not familiar with the historical oh, I mean, Germany and World War One, then. Go read up a little bit and then come back. Oh, I mean spoiling what I'm going to rank them. I mean oh, spoiling no, we'll do my that final at the rankings. So we'll talk about all the but movies, I don't spoil and them. then at the very end we'll do our... You can say whether or not you like them. That's fine. I'm trying, I'm trying to... I'll, I'll, I'm just going to work on how withholding I will be. Okay, well, you work no, you on can, that. You can, we'll you we'll can, talk about it. You should be truthful about how you feel about the movie, and then at the end we'll talk about... You know, we'll go through our actual rankings. So... Great. It's crazy every year when we do this. It's like, we've done, how many years have we done this podcast? And we always go well, it's like, this. I feel like at the beginning, we always workshop what works with it. This yeah, is our, not having listened to the past yeah. one in over a year. This is our sixth Oscar should go to podcast because the first one was 2000, Are you 2017. Me? Really? was the first one. Have I done all of them? Yeah, I think so. Um, Wow. I think Rachel did one. I think you've done. I think Rachel, Rachel did one, did but she might have done it with you. That Rachel was when, did that, oh, yeah. Rachel did it one year, yeah, with you, because mm. she wanted to talk about how, like how much Mary she loved Mary Poppins, Poppins returns. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of All Quiet on the Western Front, this was the last movie I watched, and I texted you about it, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" Like I was really. I didn't want to watch it. Um, Goddamn if I didn't like this movie. Like, it's... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's... It's a very, like, by-the-numbers sort of war movie for me. Is it as good as... Is it as, like, compelling as 1917? No, I don't think it is. Is it as, like, emotionally effective as something like Saving Private Ryan? Like, no, it's not. But um, it's pretty watchable, It's it, especially because it's long, and I it held my attention... I will say it's fucking brutal. Yeah. It was like, it's, it is a, it's rough. I, I was reading this thing um, about it and how they included scenes that were not in the book about the armistice. Right. With a, yeah, all the space. Daniel Brühl stuff is not in the book. The book, the, Daniel Brühl the book stuff. in yes. the original movie, the original 1930 film is all just a soldier. Super smart to put in the Daniel Brühl stuff because I think it it's nice it gives it some sort of context and it makes it also like sort of juxtaposing like the guys in the warfare where these versus like the fucking dudes that are like making deals on the train. Um, and also like you need a break between the trends. Like right. it is fucking right. I agree with the break stuff. I don't know if, I don't like that it was there though because I feel like it for one I don't really know how much to believe it and I wish I remembered history better but I don't know it felt very propagandistic. It felt like propaganda for the German side a bit. Like it felt like it put them like they were the ones who wanted the war to end. And like well, they were, the hero one was the German guy and it, but but the way it frames it is that like oh he's the one who actually cares about the lives and like it kind of makes it seem like the French guy doesn't give a shit about French soldiers or anyone's lives. I disagree. I think the French I I don't think it was he didn't give a shit about lives. I think he was they're pissed. And by the way, right like they were pissed. Yeah. The allies were really mad. But it ends up being like him bitter and then the guy's like, "Well, can they at least not be fighting?" Like until this, and the French guy's like, "No, they're going to be fighting for no I reason." I sort of, I sort of think it's a fair statement, specifically about the Daniel Brühl character, but I don't think Germany mm-hmm. on a whole, because you know, obviously they held on way too long, and then he has to wait basically like to get an okay 
after he's been presented with it, like from the rest of the, like the German side to be like, okay, yeah. let's do this. Um, he was the one. He was the only one that was like. In context, it always feels like, like if, there, if there's a movie about like American, like Amer- the American army is bad, and there's like the one American guy that like was right, right. and was the good I will guy. Say that it always then, it always then, kind of the underlying message is like, all right, good job, America. We we created the guy Tom Hanks played, also, right. and not just the guy. I Ed will Harris say that uh, like, the the director of this film has been just recently said in an interview that he feels like he could never be proud to be German because of uh-huh. the recent heritage of the German yeah. people. So. Yeah, and I guess I don't think yeah, I, even like, though I, I completely mean, think that's a fair read of it, I don't think it was his intent necessarily. Yeah, but I, I, but yeah, it's, I don't but think it's even so. like it just muddies it a bit for me. I guess it's the whole goal because I feel like the the whole and I, I was going into it like I remember I read it I read this book in like I think it was like seventh grade when it's I read a this great book. book by the way and it is and I remember like loving it and think it was great and like you know in my pretentious seventh grader kind of way being like this I've read this book is good. Um, but like my, the general message was much more about like, these were, were two things where these were children and they were just thrust into like war, which is no matter what unrelenting and terrible and awful. And it like, is such the perspective, perspective of soldiers just completely unrelated to why people are fighting. It's just, you're fighting like, and you're just kids and you're made to fight and it doesn't matter who's fighting who or why it just is. That's what the perspective was of it. And I, and then, so the, the kind of diplomatic stuff takes it out of that a little bit and it loses a little bit of that. I kind of fall in between the two of you. I actually don't like, I, I agree that I think it's almost too much. The thing I do like about, I like the context of particularly once the armistice is signed that when you're going yes. back to the soldiers at that point, you're like, now these guys still have to fight for three more days because of some bullshit yeah, like that. deadline. Yeah. Like yeah. to be like, okay, not three more days. Like it was like another like eleven hours or something. It was something insane. Yeah. I think what's I think I disagree with both of you because I think what that under, what that armistice with those armistice scenes underscore is how stupid this war right. was. Like I guess I I don't I need to go back and. I, I know, like, whatever. Ferdinand, the Duke Ferdinand was assassinated and, like, somebody warned the Duke. But, like, I, I... And then because of that, like, because Serbia was, you know, aligned with Germany or whatever, whoever was... It just was, like, a domino effect and it was already, like, sort of, like, ready to go anyway. But it was, like... It's so stupid to me, World War One. all war right. stupid, but World War One in particular because there was no, like, it's not like an even ideological thing. There's no, like, World War Two. I understand sort of the sure. basis of it, um, and this movie helps set that up. I understand the things in play. This seemed like such a pointless, horrifying, World War One yeah. is such a pointless, horrifying war, and that's... I think the armistice, the, those scenes sort of underscored that because it felt so... Well, I'll, I'll tell you what... They, those negotiations felt so So, so I watched all these movies twice. I rewatched everything. And this, unfortunately, was the only one I didn't get to see like in a theater because it played for one week or something when it first released on... Right before it released on Netflix or the week it released on Netflix. Right. And then for one day when I was at work like two weeks ago. Um and the first time I watched it, like, I'd heard people liked it, but it was way before there was, like, this, like, crazy amount of awards buzz for it. Like, way before anyone thought it could get nominated for Best Picture. So rewatching it, I'll tell you what my favorite part, and I think actually my favorite section of a film this year, is the opening of this movie. From starting in media res with that first soldier being killed and then we follow the uniform mm-hmm. 
basically being yeah. stripped from yeah. the yeah, soldier right. and then yeah. like boiled and washed and then we meet our main protagonist like signing up and he ends yeah. up with that same uniform yeah. and, and him saying oh, oh this is somebody else's and, and like, when oh, they rip that name tag off yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and, and drop it on the ground, and you see there's a shit ton of other name tags. Yeah, yeah. it's very good. It's very good. Yeah. And the guy that, by the way, the guy that plays, you know who I'm talking about. The guy that plays not one of the four friends, but the older yeah. guy who, spoiler alert, gets shot at the end by the kid. Um, he's incredible. He's great. I thought yeah. he was so good. I'll just say real quick, I feel like I feel like because of the one thing that I disagreed with you with, I feel like I fell into the negativity trap. I really like this movie, and I think it was really yeah. good. I just I just didn't think it needed the diplomatic stuff, yeah. but I thought okay. I thought it was really well done, good. and I and I thought it yeah I think it like I actually think shockingly well you know, done. I went in ready to make fun yeah. of this movie for being nominated and getting so much attention, <laughs> yeah. and like and like there was moments in the movie where I like looking over at Megan, and I was like, oh okay, it actually is like really good, and like yeah. it is, it's another war movie, yeah. and that's you know the way that's always that's not it's. A classic. It's already a book that I've yeah. read, and it's a movie that I've seen, and then it's a movie that's been emulated a million times right. and over and over. And everything lives in the shadow now of Saving Private Ryan. But I think, for all that said, it was really good and did a really good job. And like, I think it made me really care for these, care for the characters yeah. in a way that I think very few war movies now do. Yeah. Like in a long time, like Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers are the last two things I can remember on this level having me actually like, Oh, I actually like care for like Klopp or yeah. whatever. Cause like, I'll, cause or, or one Powell, thing, I, one thing I'll disagree with you about Megan is like, I find this movie far more interesting than 1917. Oh, yeah. really? Interesting. Really? Wow. I, 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 maybe, I don't know. I think once you get, I, I think was, once you get beyond for me, like in rewatching 1917, once the idea of the, the one shot is like done, you're like, yeah, no, oh, there's, Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe I need to rewatch 1917. I guess 1917, I was more um, invested because it was just that one. Well, I guess it's just the one. No, there's other. It's more split with the other yeah. soldiers because it's that because that guy, I think, is so I think that one that main guy is really magnetic. Yeah. And I, I was very invested in him and also the kid from Game of right. Thrones who ends up dying. Um, I felt more emotionally connected to that than I did anybody, any of the characters yeah. in this. I also um, think one hard thing about this movie, and it's also sort of the point, I think, is that particularly like the kids all look so much alike. It is mm-hmm. very hard yes. to yeah. like, keep track of who to is tipper, who. Yes. Um, I completely which I think, agree. Which Other than the guy with the glasses who's the first guy that dies. Like, they were. They were all like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. 16 to 19 year olds that lied about their age or, you know, whatever to go fight. And yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the sting, the musical sting? Yes. It really took me out. I believe it's called the Led Zeppelin theme. Yeah. I, it's so the three note Led yeah. Zeppelin theme as the, as the Twitter account. Is it, it's, I, I, here's the thing that's weird about it. I've thought about it so much since then. And so then maybe it's like a success. Maybe it's good that I've thought about it. At the time, I was like, tonally, this feels super off. It feels like this feels like a serious, like really uh, like upsetting war movie. And like, this feels like a Marvel, like we're gearing up for the Avengers or something. Just that that three note tonal thing. I mean, it is nice in that it like gives the it's like a signature. It's like a signature on the movie. But it's such a it just it felt really really off for me like for the for the tone of the movie i do you guys i actually wrote score is cool (laughs) 
<laughs> it's cool okay. for sure. It is cool. It just didn't fit. No, the I get it. Right. I just thought it sounded kind of synthy. I thought it sounded a little synthy. Yeah. And I felt like it does that spare thing where I'm like, just go all the way and don't do any. Because I think the sound was really good otherwise in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Especially in like the battle scenes and stuff. So I think maybe you got to have a score if you're a modern movie there for a lot of reasons and stuff. You got to have something to nominate also if you're an awards movie. But I think like just don't do any at all. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't know. It's just fine. Ultimately, like no, it's just it's I like also, a, it's like another character in the movie. Every time it came uh, in, I was like, here it comes again, and, and it, it felt like it. It just felt like, like it felt too cool. Yeah. Like you said, score is cool. It felt too cool for something that is like upsetting and really like really heartbreaking and terrible. Like it felt like cool, like a cool. Yeah, I mean, like, like I get, here's the thing. You guys don't understand what's cool anymore, though, because you're parents. So, like... Oh, my God, that's yeah. so true. That's you're right. Although, you don't... The world, listen, the world War I, Just to cool? be clear, the World War One movie is very yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the Oscar-nominated yeah. World War One movie Oscar. is very cool. Yeah. The Oscars are very cool. This movie is um, cool. Okay, got it. Craig's, Craig watched two Leslie. He knows yeah, what's cool. I watched, okay. I watched Leslie. Hey, everybody, to Leslie. To Leslie. To Leslie. Um, it's uh, I think that I think the big thing with this movie for me is is what you said earlier, Megan. It's it's just it's a lot. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is just one of those things, and you know, it's about fucking war, and it's unsparing, and it's an yeah. anti-war film, and that was the whole thing with the book when it first came out. It was like this is an anti-war novel. It's like showing yeah. what war actually is. Um, but it is. It's just like you one know, thing all... after another that you're just like Jesus yeah. Christ. Again, we watched it. We watched. We all. We watched it. Obviously, at home as well. And um, there's a part where the. It's a great. It's really very great when the tanks come, and the and the tanks come and run over. Like you literally see them crush people, crush a man, and that was a part where I was like, I'm gonna need to pot. Let's take take a pause. <laughs> Let's take a pause and have some dinner, and I need a drink and. Um, and put the baby down and, and like, do something yeah. else and yeah. then right. come back well, to this. It's that thing of, oh, I think that is also, like, it gets into the question of all movies, like, what the entertainment value is of them. And, what and like, in this one, like, it was, like you said, it's relentless. By the time you're at them stealing, like, the eggs, one they're going to steal a goose or whatever oh, one God. last time. It is at that point when you're, like, you've seen so much yeah. shit. And you just like really feel beaten down, or like, can they just get some eggs? Like, can they just can they just successfully steal some eggs from this? And the answer is no. And, get away? and you know they're not going to. You know they're not going to. And then he's shot, and like you know he's you know he's carrying this like gut shot guy yeah. along the road, and you know he's going to die. And it's so tough because it's so well done that's effective is why it is also yeah. difficult to watch. But like I'm also sitting there in that moment being like, can we just let's get the magical ending where like this guy's okay. Oh, like someone comes along, and like a nun comes along and saves yeah. him or something at the and last second. And when he stabs the, the fucking French guy and then finds his wallet and his mm. kids and I just, and his family. And I literally am just like, I don't, yeah. this is rough, man. This is rough but that's kind of the point so anyway but you know what so rough. this is a huge spoiler uh so but you know what i noticed in the second time watching it is so so at the end our main protagonist like dies literally like 15 seconds before the armistice <laughs> like begins <laughs> that's a, that's and so as the guy then they cut to this kid who he has just saved like minutes earlier and he's walking by you know doing what we've seen our protagonist do earlier in the movie snapping off like part of the ID tag, which I think they do probably to mm. like let their parents or, you know, the next of kin or whatever right. know like 
It, which is interesting because in, in uh, I mean, whatever, in, it, we, it's like we have dog tags, but you take the whole dog tags. So it's funny. It was like yeah. a snap off. Anyway. But because he recognizes this person as the person that just did it and he stops and he stares at him for a minute and then he doesn't take it off. So yeah. I was thinking the whole time I was like, they're not even going to like, they're just, he's just going to be like MIA and then. Eventually, yeah. they'll just assume that he died, but like he'll, his he like died. family will never even know. Anyway, that's a rough movie. Let's talk about Avatar: The Way of Water. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> what is there to say about Avatar: The Way of Water? James Cameron knows how to sink a boat. I said it before. I'll say it again. It's a visual feast. It's a visual feast. Next movie. <laughs> Well, that's sort of the thing, right? Because I did, you know, one of the things like we've always talked about with this podcast, because mostly we're talking about films that it's been, a, you know, when we started, we were like, it's at least 10 years since this movie was nominated. Um, so the first time I saw Avatar, I saw like, you know, hundreds of millions of people have seen it across the globe, like in a theater mm-hmm. with my 3D glasses on. And the second time I watched it on the SAG portal at home. Uh-huh. Oh, and God. it's one of those things that was like, yeah, I mean, it was the same thing when we talked about Avatar, like, when we did 2009 a few years ago. It was like, this doesn't... Avatar. Avatar. Um, it's just... Wouldn't that be great, a fun a fun mashup between Tar and Avatar? Like, would you like to see Lydia Tar? If they don't have a Lydia Tar in the way of water. on the Oscars, I will be shocked. Yeah, yeah me too. Wait, who's hosting this Jimmy year? Jimmy Kimmel. Who's hosting? Ugh. Great. I'm sorry. Apologies to Jimmy Kimmel. I just that was an un- Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy will do yeah. it. Um, sure. I believe yeah. Jimmy. I believe Jimmy. Hashtag Jimmy yeah. will do it. So, what was the experience like it's watching just like it the on the visuals aren't portal. the same? You know, so like when the visuals yeah. aren't the same, yeah. it's, it then you focus on the script, which, as we've talked about in the past, when we talked about James Cameron, his dialogue is not where James Cameron flourishes. As not a where creator. he shines. Um, yeah. And you have, have to spend just, more time yeah, he's just with not like, making it, yeah. like Spider. And you're like, God damn it. Who the fuck is this Old kid? Spider. Like, spider is so funny. Spider. <laughs> have, I, have, I told, have I told the story of seeing this movie with my mother? And um, she has not seen Avatar. She had not seen Avatar 1, which I did not, not realize. with the sky people. No. And then she, the first no time of, that she saw, like, the bad guy wakes up and he's an yeah. avatar or whatever. And he's, like, checking out his, like, sharp teeth. Yeah. He has, they have sharp teeth or whatever. And he, she leans over to me and she goes, oh, so they all have teeth like that? I don't know. I've never seen an avatar. <laughs> she thought the teeth were the thing she was, like, mad about. She was really you were like, focused on the teeth. You notice that they are blue and 12 feet tall? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She goes, so they all have teeth like that? I, I don't know. I've never seen an avatar. And then afterwards she goes, the, the, literally out of the theater, the first thing she goes is, what was up with Jake Scully? <laughs> um, so anyway, basically so, this was anyway. like the first two hours outside of the visuals, I would say there's nothing to write home about. Yeah. In the last hour, he's no. sinking a ship and it's a war movie and that's what James Cameron's really yeah. good at. So the last hour mm-hmm. like rocks, but like the first two yeah. it's like... This is yeah. two hours. Agreed. Like, yeah, and also it's just like he's not making a movie to be shown at home. No, like he's of course not. he's trying to make an experience movie, so it's so hard to like judge yeah. this in the different way. But yeah, and I agree. But I do think like to that end, I'm like, man, if he cut out an hour out of that first two hours, this would be like a really great yeah. blockbuster movie. Yeah. 
Like it, it's so weird how much time he spends on like the sappiest of things and like how Sigourney Weaver's mom is the planet or whatever yeah. and things like that. And is she the, I don't understand. That's what I it's going to be. It's, it's, it's going to be yeah, like in like, Sex like or something. She's like going to be Jesus of Sigourney Weaver in the first movie is the conduit of Awa. Yeah. Or the dad is, the dad is the planet. Yeah. Because Sigourney Weaver's the mom. Because she has magic powers now. Yeah, but it deals it with in such a strange tone that I just think does feel like very dated. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it feels like it feels like the tone is of like watching a reel of like E.T. or something like watching like Oscar moments from the 80s and early 90s or something is what the tone of the the whole first two hours is. And it just shouldn't be that. Like it's all so wistful and like, oh, it's all beautiful and stuff. And I'm like, you can enjoy these visuals because when you actually because when the action starts, that's why James Cameron's strange to me is like. He likes doing that, like, oh, the beautiful flying, yada, yada sort of stuff. I mean, he loves the ocean. The man loves the ocean. But, like, to me, he's the guy who made Aliens, which is, like, my favorite action movie ever. And the reason that's good is not because it, like, takes a moment to take in the spectacle. It's because it's, like, it's such, like, beautifully choreographed and, like, hard-hitting, I don't know, raw action. And I don't know. It's it's just so... Yeah. It's such a weird... I don't know. Yeah, and, like, even, like, in Terminator 2 also is, like... That's not good because it. Right. It's not like it marvels at like the technology of the no. future or it's something like or the us, technology of the Terminator or whatever. It's like fake whales the, ripping arms it. off. Like that's what we want. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. 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 Jim. It's almost like he's showing us like. Oh yeah, that was way yeah. more fun. That that <laughs> boat being crashed oh, and shit like it's that. It's great, and the wire smashes the guy. Yeah. It's great, and it's like it's like the first two hours is like the concept art for. Yeah. The last hour or something, and you don't need that. Like, just show me you using these things yeah. that you've made. You don't need to spend so much time with it. But I don't know what the. I also think the stuff with three. There's a reason why 3D. I'm sorry. Like, listen, I saw it in the theater in the 3D, and it was nice and cool and all that stuff. But there's a reason why like 3D didn't never caught right. on. Like they've introduced this. Like they, this technology exists has existed for a long time. Yeah. Like yes, James Cameron does it better than everybody else. But like. I don't know. It's not that like it's not enough to keep, to get me. It's not an it's not enough for me to you know yeah. what I mean? The it's diminishing returns. Yeah, I think, oh, there's a fucking jellyfish in front of my eyes. Yeah. Whatever. It, it used it, to be I'd see like I've been a couple park. movies a year in 3D and now I feel like I don't remember the last time I went and saw a movie in 3D before this one. Yeah. Like yeah. I know I saw Life of Pi in 3D. I'm sure I've seen something in between in 3D. Oh, I love Life of Pi. Megan knows I love Life of Pi. Okay. Let's go back and talk um, about Life Well, one of good thing about Avatar, I'm sure, for you guys watching it was you were like, well, no matter how bad we are as parents, we can't be worse than Jake Sully, <laughs> whose kids are <laughs> getting caught by people every 30 minutes. They're like in some sort of terrible yeah. situation. Like, watch well, your kids. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know because... My kid is just a baby right now, so like he can't walk. But like once he can walk, I, I'm just gonna let him. I'm just gonna let Do him. Do you live. think he'll be able to swim underwater without the help of like a jellyfish? I think he, I think he'll be more of a spider type. I think you, I think we're raising a little spider. I know we've talked about this, but or other people have talked about this. But why doesn't everybody wear the fucking wings that help you breathe underwater? If like they're like, oh, these are the things that help you breathe underwater, and like then eventually Sir Barney Weaver puts it on. Like, shouldn't you just like always have those on? I mean, when why you go aren't you always wearing scuba gear? Why don't you have scuba gear right now? Because I'm not like, I just living under the water. <laughs> And shit. I'm not the way of water. I'm not a bird person. Probably is exhausting. 
Anyway, Avatar. I don't have anything else to say. No, I mean I like I enjoyed it though. I'm glad I went. I'm glad it came out. I'm glad I exist. I hate. The, I'm glad the I went because my because I'm glad awful. I went because of my mother's yeah. reaction, which was really yeah. I just I, really yeah, funny. It's also a movie that like it's it's hard. It was you know I'm online too much, and there's just so much like anger about it being even made. And people are like, oh, people don't want to see an Avatar. And, like, people do want to see an Avatar. Right. And it's like, shut up. They're making the movie. Yeah. Everyone shut up. Both She's you guys been shut making up. this They're making movie the for movie. a dozen years. Shut it's coming up. out. Like, yeah. It's coming out. It's happening. I don't care who wants to see it, who doesn't want to see it, whether it's a memorable franchise in the vein you, of, like, Iron Man. Are you telling me that commenters are, I just, are bad? It just, it just became, like, so insufferable yeah. with this movie. And I just was like, then I, like, then I go and see it. And I'm like, oh, I enjoyed my, like, two-and-a-half-hour trip to Pandora. You know, like it just sure. was like a, it was like a fun, entertaining time that I wish wasn't bogged down with such a like dissection of like whether this movie needs to exist or whatever right. it is. But one thing I would say, will say is, and this is as somebody who like, yes, I enjoyed my experience. It should not be nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. I know it is because it's like whatever, right. but like, I, can we all just say that? It should not be nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it should not be. But I mean, when we get to my rankings, I'm like, there's like six of these movies should not be nominated for Best Picture. Okay, picture. fine. But, you know, but this of. is one that should yeah. not be. Hey, I'm going to sure. say it. To Monkey Boy. To Monkey Boy. To monkey I'm gonna boy. need to. I'm gonna need to <laughs> freshen my drink if we're gonna keep toasting to things. Um, what happens to Leslie though? Does she? I Guys, told we you have she to opens a diner. Leslie. Um, <laughs> we have it, to. We have to move on. I'm keeping an eye on our oh, child's sorry, the child. nap we time. We're moving child, on, so we're gonna move along. It's, Leslie can it's wait. The Banshees of Inisherin. Ah uh-huh, ha uh-huh. ha. Great fucking movie. We're gonna. This is gonna be quick because I don't know what to say about this movie other than it fucking rules. And the Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson publicity tour should never end. The two of them are uh, uh, the most charming men on the planet, perhaps. Um, proud to be. I'm very made me very proud to be very mm-hmm. Irish. Well, and, I thought you were great. You know, I think we might have talked about this on our top ten episode. You were as the you donkey? were great in the film as <laughs> or the witch, as, the witch of the yeah, donkey, as as the banshee of Inisherin, <laughs> the, the, a two hander. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did say that to a. I did say to. I mean, I was drunk on St. Patrick's Day a couple of years ago, and I was in Ireland, and I did say to an Irishman, I was like, "How's my accent?" And I said something like, Aisha, Aisha, Aisha. I understand you should not do that. And because um, I was like, my name's Murphy. And the, he was like, uh, get out of here. It's like, uh, <laughs> please uh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I did take so many pictures of myself in front of places that had my name on it. Everywhere is called Murphy in Ireland. It feels great. The, the big th- anyway, my people are from Cork, not from Aaron, in yeah. Sharon. The big thing I kind of want to say about this movie, because I don't think we <laughs> talked about it when we talked about it on our Best Of pod, in rewatching it, is like this movie looks so good. And in particular, yeah. like I love all the perspective shots when it's like, when like Carrie Connon's on the boat and Colin Farrell's like up on the cliffs yeah. or like there's a bunch with like, Miss McCormick in the background, the banshee, like sort of in the background, yeah. and there's like shots of like Brendan Gleeson on the beach, like from far. Like I just think yeah. everything that really takes advantage of like the beautiful area that Inisherin's in, which is so funny yeah. because the whole idea of it is like this is like the most boring town in the entire world. I know, <laughs> and, and then they want it all. I want to get out of there. Who was I talking? I was talking to some. It must have been again. It must have been my mother or my father who was like, I could live there. I could live there. I could live there. And you said that too. 
I can, oh, live, I can there. live there. I mean, I could, if they'd have me, I could Yeah, live just there. go down they, to the pub have, at 2 o'clock every day? They wouldn't have Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2 o'clock, head down to the pub. Feed my donkey, I'd go to the yeah. pub. It would be great, but they wouldn't have me. Um, Carrie Condon's okay. great, too. I, I just think, like, everybody's so... Yeah, again, Craig, what, small are, what are Carrie Condon's odds of beating Angela Bassett? Well, here's the thing. So, Angela Bassett Curtis. seemed like a lock, like, a month ago. And then she lost the BAFTA to Carrie Condon, which I didn't think was actually that big of a deal because... Carrie Condon was the one, you know, UK Irish actress nominated and she won. And Barry Keoghan Mm -hmm. actually beat Kihue Kwan, who's been like a lock lock for six months. Um, But then she lost the SAG to Jamie Lee Curtis. So now people think like she's maybe in real trouble because it, Mm -hmm. first of all, it seems like there's going to, and we'll talk about the movie in a second, that everything everywhere is just going to kind of sweep. Like maybe like in terms of like major categories have like the most successful outing of any movie in Oscar history. Wow, see, I feel That's like a shock. Ban- I feel like Banshee seems the one to me that real more realistically in my head. Well, of but what people the are saying like, seems like if, the one that's gonna actually sweep. Well, people are saying like, like the if old people Angela don't Bassett like the- is this is like now on shaky ground that Carrie Condon could sweep in, especially if we're gonna hmm. see kind of an everything sweep in a lot of other places because. If they're going to end up getting, people thought that Banshees would at least win original screenplay, but if everything everywhere all at once is going to take that also, then they're like, Carrie Condon's like the only likely possibility like for an acting award because Colin Farrell lost the BAFTA sort of surprisingly, which sort of- that is, by the way, hard. If any, I'm sorry. Like everybody is great in this movie, but man, I'm really pulling for Colin Farrell. Like he seems like the most like he was incredible. It's, and in the I mean, movie. it's and my I favorite performance, like but it's him. just it's it's too subtle. Like the thing is, like yeah. fucking people yeah. don't know how we to talk vote about for this it. All like, the time. It's him versus Brendan Fraser and Austin yeah. Butler. There's not even and those two performances yeah. There's not even like are a so standout scene. Yeah. 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 It well, sucks. Brendan Fraser is definitely bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Performance. Well, and here's the thing. I think. The whale. I think Brendan Gleeson, that's also like what he <laughs> suffered from is that I think it's so subtle. He has that one knockout scene, the second confession. Uh huh. I yeah. think is like oh when he with the thing about what well, my favorite line where about the like do you think God cares about a donkey? Maybe that's where it all yeah. went wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that movie. This movie is fucking yeah. great. Wonderful. Well, I, yeah, I feel like also like I, yeah, I don't need to get into too much about this movie. It's just I. Think, well, you also love well, you love say, three billboards. I. Like it a lot. I, I, I it wasn't like my favorite. You're movie retconning forget, that. No, I forget what I didn't rank it one or anything. No, he ranked Phantom Thread one, one, for sure. Right. Oh, Phantom Thread. Let's get into it. <laughs> but no, I was going to say. So one of my favorite movies of the 2010s, talking, like I'm in my top ten for the 2010s, is Calvary, which is obviously his bro. This is right. John Michael McDonough, his brother. Oh yeah. Um, and it stars Brendan Gleeson as a priest in Ireland. It's yeah. very dark. The, the tone is pretty yeah. similar. It's a little darker, yeah. I guess, and maybe a little not as comedic. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I think kind of both with that. And and John Michael's other movies and Martin and his other movies is that like this one stands out as it takes place in Ireland and it's very it's much more simple like yeah. and I think their issues in so many of their mo- the other movies they've made John Michael's has made some crazy movies that I'm like oh I do not want to ever see that again well that's that's the bummer because like I also love Calvary and I think his um, the guard like or whatever was every, pretty good war on, but, war on everyone but some of the movies yeah, he's made recently are just like like yes. he made this movie The Forgiven that came out last year that's just like oh I didn't even see it it's yeah, it's and, Ray and, Fiennes and, and, and Jessica Chastain and it's still not good 
Like, <laughs> yeah. And so I think like they definitely like they obviously like masculinity is a big part right. of everything they do. And I think that's a big part of Irishness in many mm-hmm. ways in Irish culture and, and especially Catholicism in Ireland and everything. And so I think just like when they when they take it back to Ireland, like they simplify yeah. things and then they really are just talking about the themes and they're like dealing with these very like it's simple is probably the wrong word because it's very the characters are very complex but it kind of like on a superficial level like there's not a lot to these characters yeah like there's not a lot to Brendan Gleeson right. other than other than everything he is as a character which is a yeah. lot instead of he's like a police officer who likes to fuck or whatever and stuff you know like that's what they do it's just about and, being and so I think like person. that's why it like it works so well and three billboards I was gonna say I was I was ready to love it yeah I liked it a lot. I still think that there's a lot of hate for it that I don't quite get how much right. hate, but I do think the main problems with it, a lot of it came from Martin McDonough doing a movie about America. Like, it's very much about U.S. themes, which he's not American, and it's not like you can, can't do movies about America or whatever, but it just felt like there was, like, it was lacking this personal, I don't know, familiarity with it, and it really felt like it was trying to do much, too much and say too much and jump around with a lot of themes, and it just didn't feel right, well, whereas this felt, yeah. like, so intimate and personal and really, like loved these characters who are also yeah. going through a lot and have problems and are super flawed. I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And again, it goes with my theme of the year of just like good people just trying to do the best yeah. they can. Like that's I, like, I love that there's no, that I, I love a movie that there's no, uh, there's no villain. There's like even Brendan Gleeson, who's like, you know, arguably the antagonist in this or whatever. Like he's not a bad person. Yeah. Like you kind of understand, there, like you understand his motivation in this movie. The, okay. the, cop, the cop is a bad person. The cop father the cop is, is a bad, bad person. person. Yes. Yes. Which sure. is and probably my Barry, second. Aaron Barry Keoghan's dad. Maybe my, oh, and Barry Keoghan's dad. Maybe my second favorite yeah. line in the movie is right after the, that's, maybe that's where everything went wrong. And he's like, well, if punching a cop is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think it's just, yeah. It's also just like, it is like. I don't know. This is like my kind of theme. If it's my theme, but like it's a very kind movie. Like we talk about like kindness a lot. Like this movie is like at the root of it is it's or it's pro kindness, yeah. I guess. Like yeah. it's not kind because they're not kind to each other. Well, but at the end of the day, it's like oh, kindness was the one positive thing that virtue that yeah, they had. Because even yeah. then, like, threw that away, it totally destroyed like, them. Barry destroyed Keoghan's character was just like this sort of weirdo. When Colin Farrell talks to him about like you know I ran this guy off, I told him his his mm-hmm. daddy got hit by a bread van, and he just goes, "That's maybe the meanest thing I've ever heard." And yeah, then he's yeah. like, yeah. you were never, like, you were never like, I thought you were better like, than them or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I didn't know you were one of them. Or yeah. Something. yeah, there's, like, yeah. and I just think it really, like, that's at the core of it is really, and it's, like, a really strong theme that I think, a, I don't know, a lot of movies, like, lack that sort of yeah. strong conviction, even, and it does a good job of not hitting that on the nose yeah. and not saying that deep. was what it's about okay, the I don't whole time get, at all. I don't, yeah, I don't want to get deep on the whole thing, but I feel like you and I are in very, like, in... Like in tune about this whole thing of like uh, good people and being kind and how important that is and how that's like that can be a struggle honestly because of Harry in a weird way hmm. because I think like something that we talk about all the time that's so important is like it is kindness and how important sorry that that got really cheesy for a second but like I just think that's like especially in a post pandemic world and like with the new baby and the whole thing of like it is such a it's so top of mind I would say Maddie's always been kind though no I know and I've never been kind and now all of a sudden I'm having to like reconcile yeah but it just does it yeah it just is it it yeah it 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 it's a weirdly universal like theme that like can be played with in so many ways, and it, it's so dark and cynical, 
and it's very funny, yeah. but it also, like, the heart of it is so incredibly positive in a way that I think only two of the nominees have. Right. That we'll get to the other one shortly. Well, let's talk, for let's now, talk about to Elvis. To Leslie. <laughs> Elvis. I just love that Elvis was so kind. Yeah. <laughs> Kindness was that he, I mean, you know, he was. See, for me, but. it was Colonel Tom Parker was the kind one. <laughs> <laughs> is that the word? Like, it's so funny to me because that... Tom Hanks almost sank this movie. It's such. Me. Well, I mean, He's and I can't even fully blame Hanks because it's obviously a partial. Because it is true, Colonel Tom Parker was like a Danish. You know, he was born and he was basically like left the country. And but he, if you re- look at interviews with him, he does not have a pronounced sort of pan-European accent in interviews. So why the choice was made to present the character that way, I'm not sure. I mean... Did Baz Luhrmann tell him to do that? I don't I get... Mean, no, of course not. Nobody tells Tom Hanks to do shit, though. I'm sure that but Tom was Hanks is coming in with his own ideas. Though. Like, because we know Tom, from the Lady Killers if Tom Hanks just wanted to do, like, a southern... Yeah, like Colonel Sanders. Sanders Do you think that it was the COVID that did it? Because this is, it's on this set that that Tom Hanks got COVID that kicked off the whole. Well, that's why he looks like that the entire time. People don't realize that's not a makeup and hair thing. That's (laughs) just COVID. COVID. Because it was the early days, you know? Um, So. Austin Butler is great. He's great in in it. It's so funny. And I like. It it is such a great. I like the Lerman music touches. Like, Mm -hmm. like. Doja Cat's El- like too, Doja I- Cat's Vegas that song slaps like yeah, yeah. me too I wish there was yeah. more it starts off like kind of it starts off kind from what I remember I didn't rewatch this one but it starts off even like more Moulin Rouge sort of cuckoo bananas and like fun touches and then they kind of drop off throughout the movie yeah, yeah not, as it goes and I'm like I mean Elvis's life not was that not fun. that fun and it's got like a lot no. of people have written about this it has like sort of very like Australian looking outward about like the history of American music where basically they have like mm-hmm. the BB right. King character be like yeah, you should go ahead and take this music, Elvis. Like, it's like yeah, you should take you should take like, the music what? of the black people uh, and yeah. uh, use it for yourself, so you can profit off of it. Hey, it has everything to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah it, I wish it was again. You could get away with more of that sort of. Yeah. I don't know. I you could get away with more stuff. I think if you had made it more sort of like fun and. Fantastic. Yeah, it was more cuckoo bananas. Yeah. And it's it, more, by the more, end. More it, yeah, by the end, it feels like a standard biopic. Which, and again, the music is great, and Austin Butler is great. And well, it also falls, it's an interesting story, but it's yeah, it falls into that. Tr- the same thing is like all quiet in a way. It's like the end of Elvis's life sucked yeah. ass. Yeah. It was like bad. It was sad and bad, and yeah. and like they don't even show it too much. Like they kind of. They stretch out the part before things go really right. bad, but they kind of don't even show the part that, like, we have video clips that you can watch of, like, Elvis in his last days looking terrible yeah. and, like, just looking like a man who's being killed on stage, like, dying. Like, it yeah. just... And it's just as sad. And there's, like, it's kind of unavoidable that that's where the story ends. And there's no, like, redeeming character right. to it, you know, other than he was a great artist who was committed and, like gave like some of the incredible performances right up to the end but like it just was it just becomes tough at the end and so you know you can't you can't do like 
a Baz Luhrmann, if he can, can, can sort of right. sequence to, to Elvis, like, just like having a heart attack while Satine on Satine died of consumption, but she was not a real person. Yeah. So, and I'll also yeah. say, like, I mean, obviously Oscar campaigns have been gross for years, but they, I feel like it's, they tamped it down because it was gross at, but like they were really sort of exploiting Lisa Marie's death, like in yeah. the days afterwards, because they were yeah. like, you know, one of her last public appearances was at the Golden Globes, I think, when Austin Butler won, and they were kind of making a big deal of like that. And it's like this yeah. yuck. I just want to say Austin Butler does his own singing. And, and I, I, one, one more time, time fuck, fuck Rami Malik, who sucks <laughs> and sucked in Bohemian Rhapsody, justice for Taron Egerton, yeah. who fucking did his own singing in Rocketman and goddamn rules and hopefully wins an Oscar for Tetris next year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Snubbed he, for Sing 2. Snubbed for Sing 2, obviously. T- justice for Taron Egerton. Fuck you, Rami Malik. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that Austin Butler did his own singing. And so if he wins... I will not be, like, pissed. It should go, I much prefer Colin Farrell. Um, It's a more subtle performance, and I think it's more interesting. But, you know, Godspeed, Austin Butler. I do like, I like that this story, I, I like, love Elvis a lot. I like Elvis a lot. I don't, my Aunt Debbie. um, Here we go with Aunt Debbie. Is Aunt Debbie. (laughs) She's an Elvis head. She has a shrine to Elvis. She has. Isn't one of her dogs named Elvis? um, Did Elvis pass away? There's Gracie. Gracie is obviously Graceland. named after Graceland. Yeah. And then Elvis, yeah. Elvis and Gracie. I think yeah. Elvis is still okay. Elvis has had, like, brain surgery, I think, like, ten times or something. But um, not related. But I, but I think I've always had, like, an affinity for him. And then as I got... And then for years, he was like, oh, he's, like, the kind of goofy, like, pop, poppy kind of rock guy. And then later on, like, I actually, like, kind of... I was like, oh, I'm going to give Elvis a listen. And, like, he was an incredible yeah. singer, an incredible perform- performer. And he was, like, kind of an incredible person in many ways. Right. And I think, like, it's hard with his story... When you tell the story from just his perspective, it becomes like a white savior narrative. But he did, like, he did make an effort to push forward, like, civil rights. Like, he did, he was an ally. And and so, again, like, like, there's way more to the story. And, again, if you're just saying Elvis, it is not the complete story. And, you know, they talk about it in the movie that, like, he was, like, invited to, after MLK's death, but... Colonel Parker wouldn't let him go because he didn't want to like yeah. Yeah. turn off and any so I think he was actually his, a good and so yeah. he was like the rare guy who actually was kind of as good as you'd hope he yeah. would be especially like someone like in that scenario it wasn't like he was he wasn't John Wayne white supremacist shithead right. who like had these terrible beliefs but like they've kind of framed it in a Hollywood nostalgic way yeah. as some yeah. sort of hero and so it is like I think it is like a good I'm like there's a part of me that I think like likes this movie more just because I'm like, oh, I'm glad like Elvis got like a solid biopic about him. That is at the very least, it's better than a lot of the kind of lately we've had so many boring biopics. I mean, well, Craig and I are well documented on this podcast. Well documented as not being fans of the biopic, particularly music biopic, particularly a cradle to grave biopic. And um, again, I sort of had higher hopes for this movie because of Baz Luhrmann, because he's he can make things kind of cuckoo bananas, and and it started off really fun. And it is yeah, one of those I weird things that, that, that like I think we end. talked about this a little bit on the pod, Meg. That like to compare it to a completely different movie, and it doesn't make sense because obviously Luhrmann had complete control over this. Like with like Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, like the scenes in that movie that were like very clearly like Sam Raimi had full control over them were really interesting stylistically because it was Raimi doing his thing. But you understood Mm -hmm. in watching that, you're like, 
it sucks, but like clearly he only got like to make like 30 minutes of a two hour and 15 minute movie right. the way he yeah. wanted to make it. That's so funny. Because this is weird. That's so funny that you. Because with this, it does seem like very much like the first like 25 minutes of this movie. It's like, this is exactly what Boz mm-hmm. Lerman wanted to do. And then afterwards, it's like, yeah. so what happened? Like, why did you, why weren't you, you're not like, yeah. it's not like the, there's an Elvis cinematic universe that you had to like. 100%. It's, by the way, very funny that you bring up um, that movie because I had not ever seen that movie. And, Maddie, what did we watch? We watched it in the old postnatal ward at Cedar sinai <laughs> Hospital. We watched, while well, Megan having shot a human being out of her vagina, we decided to watch Doctor Strange in the multi-madness land of optic-quantumania. Like there, there was not that many options, and we were like, oh, I guess we haven't seen this. We'll watch this. We were like in a daze. There was like a, the, like Harry was like 12 hours old, and we watched Doctor Strange in the multiverse of... It was a bit Madness. of a tough view, but I, but guess, but there was, I feel like every oh. now and then it's kind of like I said, Greg, there was like the Sam, like all of a sudden, like a ghost jumps out of someone's <laughs> yeah. eyeball and there's like a horror yeah. sequence. And like, that's when I like, I'm like, Megan, Megan, like, wake up, wake up. Wake up. Like, this sh- is wake cool up. Put, now. Put the this baby is down, cool. put the put baby, the baby down. Put the newborn down that you're feeding and watch this like Sam Raimi like sequence for a minute. <laughs> and then put you're the like, newborn down you're, you're like, feeding with your body. Megan, Megan, wake up. This is more of Scarlet Witch, like mourning the loss of her children. This is a great thing to watch right now that you just became a mother. Watch this part. <laughs> Guys, I can't get into Marvel right now. I really well, can't. Sidebar, what, let me just say about Marvel, because we're not going to talk anymore about yeah. this. Well, okay. We tried to watch. We we got, uh, how far in, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah. Well, we did, I, think, I don't think we like totally struggled with it. We just, I think the baby needed feeding or something. Yeah, it just was also boring into Black Panther. Yeah. Sorry. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. It just is another Marvel yeah. movie. I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Let me pose this. We can move on, but... Is, is Harry going to grow up in a post-Marvel world? By the time Harry's, like, five years old and able to start consciously consuming, like, content, are we going to have finally moved on from the Marvel uh, stranglehold? I think at least, like, for a period of time, it's going to be, like, those late X-Men movies where, like, you're still going to mm. see, like, a couple Marvel movies a year, but it's not going to be on the same Are we not? Are we not in that now, level. though? Is that not Ant-Man? I, I just feel like it's going to... You think we'll still be there? It'll still be there. Like, I just feel like okay. it's too, like, I feel like they're kind of pumping the brakes a little bit. Like, there's two more movies this year, and then I don't think there's anything else scheduled. Like, they moved the Marvels, but I think mostly they moved it because they didn't have anything between Guardians and a movie, like, the following July. So I think mm. they're like, we're going to push this till November, so it's less time in between. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I think you'll still have some death throes of it. It just sort of depends. They'll pro- Actually, no. What's going to happen is they'll probably have rebooted it by the time Harry's. Like, we'll get oh Iron Man. Good point. Yeah, we'll also have the James Gunniverse. Yeah. Okay, we point. are at an hour. Right, we need to keep every, moving. Speaking of multiverse, everything, everywhere, all at once. I have nothing else to say about this movie that I haven't already said. I cry multiple times at the end. I think it's amazing. It's my second favorite movie of the year. I, I think here's, it's great. Here's what I'll say. That's all. Here's what I'll say. For one, for one, I'll start with, this was the other movie that I was thinking of that has a kindness at its core and right. a love for its characters and people in the world and a, and a beneficial, positive outlook on the world that I wish were in more movies and I think doesn't make, mean a movie needs to be sappy or anything like that. It can be powerful and, right. and angry or whatever. And, at the same time, at the same time when Megan's mother, Megan's mother was here for two weeks to help us take care of that little baby boy in the other room, that little blob that's sleeping. Um... And Megan was like, we got to put this on. And I was like, I don't know about this because I kind of remember this movie. And look, I, I, I do like this. I love this movie. 
we were about like 45 minutes in and they're like still sitting there doing taxes and Kitty Kwan's is coming in and like kind of zapping in and telling her like, you're in a multiverse yeah. and yada, yada, and you got to skip around, yada, yada. And that's when Megan's mom was like, Megan, what the fuck? What the hell? She didn't say fuck. She says hell, I yeah. think. She says, what the damn is this, Megan? I, what is this? I'm it done. It takes and a lot she for her got, to say fuck, she but says, she will say hell She just hell was like, what damn, is yeah. this? And she gets up and walks out. And to that, I kind of expected it. And as much as I like this movie a lot, I expected it. And I don't think I have a full defense of it because there is an hour or hour and a half of exposition yeah. at the beginning of this movie for starters that I think is kind of necessary because it's such a complicated premise and you set up so many moving pieces. And they and do that. such a great job explaining it. And I don't know that it's that entertaining I, or that good. So, it takes a long time to get so going. So I, re- I, I rewatched really it and I will time. say I liked it better than the original time I saw it. But I disagree with you, Megan. I don't think the world makes sense. I don't think like the multi like I don't think they do a good job explaining it. I think this movie gets really good in like the last forty minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. But I figured out my biggest problem with this movie is that I don't think it's funny. Like I don't find any of the comedy outside of at the very beginning when they get when Michelle Yeoh is born. And they say to James Hong, it's a girl. I'm sorry. Like, that's like the only time I laughed in the entire movie. I think. It, really? You don't I, think it, Raka Cooney is Raka funny? Cooney's I think Raka okay. Cooney is very I'm, funny. I, this is my, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with Craig in a lot of ways. And like, I think I like it more than Craig. I yeah. mean, from what I've heard, but maybe like more now is there's a lot of cornball humor. That's not super funny. It's, I, mean, I, it's didn't, a lot I of, also, like the hot dog fingers is not funny. No. Like it's like, this I is think the hot dog thing is, thing is, is funny. Gross. It's very corny. <laughs> It's just kind of corny. It's like, it's a lot of cornball yeah. stuff. I think it's and fun. I think like it has I such a good. I think the bagel thing is fun. Good, I took I took everything and I put it on a bagel. I think that's funny See, too. It's like very much a meme from 2011. It's it's very like there's some good again, but I, then I, now I feel like I'm now I'm yeah. in the negativity trap where like I do love this movie because I think like the characters and the like the relationships are so well done. I think the story of Michelle Yeoh and her relationship with her daughter and her husband and her father, yeah. like everything, and that's why I think that end is so good because it all comes together. I think the like last beautifully, and I'm crying at like the, the end. Last I just do agree. Along the way, it's not that funny that they're jamming trophies up well, there. Well, that's so. Like, here's my thing with that: is like I well, almost I feel like that. Funny. This is this is, sounds like so like super lefty, but it's like it's it's either kink shaming or almost homophobic that in this world that it's like the only way to do thing to, the craziest thing you can it's do. It's like eating chapstick, blowing on someone's nose, like. Those will get you these things. But if you put something in your butt, that's the weirdest thing in the world that you can do. Like, well, I don't think, but I disagree because I think in the beginning they set it up that that trophy looks like a butt plug. 100%. It literally but, looks like a butt then, plug. So, but then that's like the. That's so I'm like, the way it's funny to take a thing that looks like a butt plug and then use it as a butt plug. But that, but if it was just like another, if it was just like really. That's like something that's super, super weird to do. Is to because one of them uses use a butt, yeah, use a butt plug as the way you're supposed to use it, and then one of them shoves something else up their butt. The other one shoves something else up his butt. Yeah, that I agree with that. Well, that honestly, like, I didn't quite have that, although I kind of agree with that, Craig. It's also just like I'm like, oh, that's the point where it like it kind of spent an hour or so explaining the world and setting it all up so that it can just be like, you know what everything's going to be random and we're going to do random things and then stuff's going to happen. Yeah. And, it, and it kind of like, I do think it is like kind of a thing of like, oh, so you shove stuff up your butt and you become a karate fighter or, and I know sometimes you see them get like a skill that's not helpful right. or they come, it come the, the whatever beams in from the universe that's not helpful. But like, it's weird then how like 
committed, these like, I don't call them agents or whatever, right. are like, they just know that if they shove something up their butt, they're going to be able to fight Michelle yeah. Yeoh or whatever. Like, and it is like, it's like, oh, you're kind of set up. So like, it's just, it's going to be randomness whenever we want. It's selective yeah. randomness, I guess. It's going to be randomness whenever it makes it a funny right. joke. But then like, it's going to, you know, when we want to move the plot forward, like it's going to happen to be like the proper thing that helps out. And that's why I think, I think Rakakuni works because I do think it feels like, it is, does feel like random weird shit that also happens to cleverly fit the plot right. and work and apply in the moment. And I don't think everything, ha like I think there's a lot of things in it that don't quite have that. And when they're fighting, it's like, it's not quite, I don't know, again, like I'm like, yeah. being really negative on it, but I like really love this I, movie I, also. I, think the like, last, I like it a I lot. I do think and, the last 45 minutes is very effective. For me, the first hour yeah. and a half is incredible style and so little substance that it bugs me, but I do think the last 45 minutes kind of ties the film together and makes it work better for me than it did before. I think all the performances are good. I think Stephanie Sue is great. Um, I would like to see her. She will not win, but I'd love to see her win. I mean, I especially because, like, the two front runners in Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett, for me... I mean, I haven't finished Wakanda forever, but I saw, like, I, I, from what I understand, she's in, like, what, like, three well, those scenes? those both be Career Achievement Awards, and I actually texted Clayton about this when Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG Award, and I was like, isn't that sort of, given everything that's been going on with Viola Davis and Danielle Deadweiler not getting nominated, wouldn't yeah. that be worst-case scenario? Because if Carrie Condon wins, at least you can say it's for a really well-loved movie that's not going to win yeah. very much. Yeah. If Hong Chow or Stephanie Sue wins, it's still a woman of color winning. But if Jamie Lee Curtis wins for a career achievement when, listen, I yeah. love Halloween. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone would say Jamie Lee Curtis is on the pedestal Angela Bassett is on in terms no. of like, no, she great doesn't need, she doesn't need an, she doesn't need like an acting award. Like, I just feel like career. that would she be can have a lifetime baby. achievement thing. Yeah. And sure. he said he thinks yeah. it will only be a big deal if Jamie Lee Curtis won and then Kate Blanchett still wins best actress. He was like, if, if it's mm. not like a sweep and it's not Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh, then it becomes a very, very big deal that Jamie Lee Curtis beat Angela Bassett. He might, he, he might, might not be yeah. wrong, but, but it's like, like, but I don't think either of them should win. I think it should be Stephanie Sue, and if, and if, and if not her, I think it should be Carrie Condon. I, I, no, I, I say that as somebody who has not seen right. the way. I agree with you. I would flip them and rewatch it just because Carrie Condon, I think, actually has a little bit more. I don't know. It's just a performance I like a little bit better, but I think Stephanie Sue is very good. I think Banshees is going to kill it. I think Banshees is... That's my, that's my dark horse. Okay, we have to move on because of saying, the, ba the baby. We yeah, have no, to move I'm on. I was just going to say this movie... The like I just I, I think it's like I said like I think there's a, I don't love the beginning of it I think there's a lot of little flaws and issues throughout but I think the I don't know again I love the relationships and I think it comes to like my favorite ending in a movie in a long time like I love the ending yeah. I think it comes I like I like that old paying things off sort of right. thing I and really it's about paying things off I love it I think it's beautiful I think and again and again I think it's not just the characters and the actors who are you know I like a lot but it's like the relationships like it does so much work that. Along the way, I have issues with, but once it, what it comes to are some relationships that I think are just really beautiful and a beautiful story. And not in a neat, not in a neat, tied up way in the way that like uh, another movie on this. Yeah. All right, let's go. Um, sorry, I just want to say real quick because we talked about it earlier. If they do win three acting awards and best picture, no film has ever done that. Streetcar and Network are the only mm. movies that have ever won three acting awards and neither won Best Picture. So, yeah. wow. Oh, and I'm for Stephanie. I'm for yeah. her. I'm for Stephanie Sue. Yeah. If, if anyone's going to win yeah. for that movie. 
your first Stephanie. Said, yeah. um, I love Carrie Condon too. So those those are my favorites. But I think she I think Stephanie Sue is like yeah. it's because she's young and doesn't have yeah. a career or whatever. You know, and, and we've her. talked about this. She is the most great of that movie. When I rewatched yeah. it, I was like, oh, she's yeah, fucking she's great. great. Yeah, anyway. the Fablemans. Yeah, speaking of a movie about about a family that is not good. <laughs> Wait a second. But we, first of all, let's start off by... Not to spoil my rankings, love, but... We love The Greatest Show on Earth, don't we, folks? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, when that when, the, when we were watching this movie in the theater, I was like... And they in, a, in the beginning, they're going to the greatest show on earth. I, I turn to Maddie and I go, oh, God, I hope they show the well, dream the scene. Well, here's, and <laughs> also, well, also to, that, to, that, to add to that, well, that's what I was going to say. When we were fly, I believe it was we were flying back on the plane from Paris. <laughs> yeah. And Megan starts, Megan's watching something. And she starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, she starts laughing and she's hitting me really hard. Like, she's just seen the funniest thing she's ever seen in her life. She's like, you've got to see that. She turns on, it's that scene of the train crash in the greatest show on earth. And, and she's losing her shit. Like, and so it was like when this is very, this is getting very too coupley. But like it was like when that scene, started, when that movie started, I was like, oh my god, they are showing that scene. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the scene. Uh, or uh, Steven Spielberg's like formative scene is the movie that had Megan losing her shit on a plane. <laughs> losing my shit. But anyway, this movie's boring as shit. I don't know. It's not very good. Look, I don't know what to say. I love Spielberg. He's a brilliant director. I think he handles spectacle better than anybody. He's the greatest American director. This movie has no spectacle. It covers ground that I've seen a million times before in better dramas that have every single revelation of the kid finding out his parents are cheating. Like all that stuff is just done so many times before and done better. And more interestingly, that I know that he knows where to put the camera. I know he knows how to shoot something. But to me, this movie is the opposite of one of the best movies of the year. Decision to leave. I'm going to slip it in there. Okay. Not even on it for an international picture. That's very dumb. Where Chandler Park, every single shot. And, that's, and I'm just going to say this. Spielberg is so good as like he knows how to shoot a movie. Like he knows how to shoot everything. And but... But when it comes to, like, the drama scenes, it's like everything's just set where it should be. And it just feels like a very static, boring movie to me where it's just moving through all the paces and I just don't care too much. And so to me, like, without knowing this was Steven Spielberg's little avatar as a kid, this would be so insufferable. And because it is, it just kind of comes across as like, oh, I've read his memoir, I guess, or something. This is the equivalent of reading his memoir, which I will say... I'd love to read Steven Spielberg's memoir. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I watched this movie. Okay, that's that. But otherwise, I'm like, we were re-watching this one. I just am like, I don't care, and I don't think there's anything about this that's interesting. It's kind of all over the place, I think, because it's a personal story, which I appreciate. But, like, is it about his mom? Is it about him and his experience? I think it picks up a little later on when it's, like, him in school in Northern California, and he, like, starts dating the Christian girl. It kind of becomes kind of funny and charming. And I'm like, oh, that's, like, a different movie than, like, Seth Rogen having sex with his mom or whatever. Well, like, first of all, Benny's didn't, like, like the I most just... obnoxious person in the entire world. So like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. annoying. so annoying, so annoying, so annoying. You're a little boy. You she's love like, that. cool. I'll tell you he's what. Like, he's like I'll the worst like, it... guy like from UCB. Like he's just like always doing bits like at all times. It's always on. He's when always they're on. when they're camping and he and they're singing the oh song and then he like turns it into a different song. I'm like, ugh, shut. I was like, Paul Dano, like we're doing a different thing. Yeah. You know, when we did turn off everything everywhere all at once because my mom wasn't into it, but then we put on The Fablemans, and guess what movie she She loved? loved The Fablemans, but I will say she walked out of the room multiple times and missed, I want to say, an hour and a half of it. So (laughs) under that... Under that, you know, keeping that in mind, wholeheartedly recommended by Debbie Murphy. Um, But again, it's just not to me, it's just not... Again, I'm like, 
like I, I love Steven Spielberg so much. Obviously, we talked about West Side Story is like so good. I will go back that a million times, and people didn't like it enough. And if you didn't like West Side Story, his remake, you're so stupid. Yep. It's unbelievable. But like this movie, I just am like, I am so not interested. And it might be my least favorite Spielberg movie ever. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, 1942 or I'm gonna whatever it's called. Disagree and <laughs> what are you talking? I'm gonna disagree and agree with the John Belushi, the comedy, because, the oh, comedy. because I disagree with you actually completely about this not being a well directed movie. I actually think this is an incredibly well-directed movie. And if anyone had done it other than Spielberg, I think it would have been really bad. The problem is because he co-wrote it, and that's the problem with the movie is what you said. It's too scattered. It's too all over the place. No, but that's kind of what I'm saying. I don't think it's not well-directed. I think think it's just like it's very straightforward directed. But I disagree with you because I think if you throw some other director in here, then I think the movie is like I think if you throw Chanwick Park on this, you're getting some fucking oh. bat shit where like Camelback Mountain is in the background to like Uncle like the Uncle Benny and like it's all insidious and strange and creepy. Like there's I, some, I feel like you guys are both are you guys are on the same I think, side. I, I mean I, I guess think you're is, both I mean, saying I, it's I, like you totally directed but it's a boring this, movie. The only difference would be there would have been like a title card in between when like it's young Sammy and when they move and now it's a crazy high school story because he's telling two different stories that are like sort of like loosely connected which is which is what kind of what happens in decision to leave which i think is a better movie than the fable i'm not arguing that at all but it's not the best movie of the year um i do want to say that i think judd hirsch getting nominated i get it he's like in his 80s it's crazy that scene bonkers is not good it's not good it's not it's not even like oh he came in and did a good job it's not good nominate david lynch because that scene with him as john ford that scene i mean yeah and i agreed it's agreed and again (laughs) the 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 is that entire movie movie is the entire movie worth worth watching just for that david lynch scene at the end playing john ford maybe honestly maybe it is so fun that stands out to me so much though because like that scene is so fun and good and i feel like also the end when he goes out but in the and then and the camera it, oh, like is regular and then it's so cute down. and then it pans but like then, it's cute I but love before that. that but like it sums it up in that before that David Lynch scene right. you get like 15 minutes of him and his dad in an LA apartment yeah, and having a where you're like, attack, like yeah like what are we doing because yeah. we know he's Steven Spielberg right. Like, it's like, we know he's going to be successful and we just don't, and like, we're not getting, the story of the parents is done. Like, that's kind of gone now. You know, it's not involved here. Like, so it's just like, what are we doing here? You can just jump to, honestly, you could just cut to him being like an anxious PA or something. Like, oh, it worked out. He's a PA. Because we saw him direct a movie well for his high school. Also, it's interesting. It's funny. It's so funny for like Steven Spielberg to be like. I made a movie for my senior class and they all fucking yeah. loved it. And I was like a great filmmaker for like shooting like the class. Why did you make, why did he make him look so good? Why did he make him look that book, make that bully look the, so good? I don't actually understand the directorial that. attack. I will make in this movie is I don't think he does a great job with the actors. I think Gabriel LaBelle is quite good as Sammy. And I think he does a good job with Paul Dano. And But Michelle Williams, like, every, like, I think some of her scenes, she actually, like, that scene where she's watching all the footage she caught of Benny yeah. Ice, that's, like, what I want Great. from Michelle Williams. All, there's other scenes I don't know what she's doing. But also, Why like, did like that guy, Sammy make that bully look great? I don't know. I don't understand. And that, that kid, I don't think is that's very, good film. That's good cinema. Yeah. He has a hero yeah, but that or something. kid's not 
good. Like I don't. So no, there's there's bad. some bad performances in this movie. I mean, that's also I, I I don't I feel like I mean I kind of forget. I feel like that's because that's kind of also like a fuck you. Yeah. You know, that's like I'm the better man. Like I I'm guess. being I'm being better than the better man than you. I can make you to be this villain. I I'm think not the girl be. that plays the Christian girlfriend is great. She's, great. Too. She's a lot She's of fun. Very fun. I just I just am. This is the one one for you, one for me. This is one. This is the most one for Spielberg yeah. movie anyone could have ever made. And he's done a billion movies that I guess are probably for him. But he also makes. Everything is so fun and entertaining that he has. I look forward to arguing that his remake of, like, I don't know what, like, random, like, The Longest Day, whatever. I don't know what he's well, going to we got to get some Best Picture like, is gonna be great, winner but, remade this year, right? It's been two years in a row. We yeah. had a yeah. Best Picture nominee but, but, that was nominated. But just, like, this one won. just not, just not for me. And I, just I don't guess the thing is, is like, Jones. maybe he'll do, like, Tom Jones yeah. or... Oh, I would love a Steven Spielberg. I think, I think the issue is, I think the issue is when you're that close to the, to the material, yeah. it's always just going to suffer. And like this movie is, I do, I disagree with Maddie. This is, I'm not as angry at this movie as he is. Angry. I think it's not good, but I think it's fine. And like I just am like, oh, it's too, you're too close yeah. to it. You're too close to the material. I guess I will say I was very excited to see a film that had a lot of scenes taking place in my home, my hometown of Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> And I guess is maybe, that why you were excited? Maybe I'm a little extra. Dis- it is. It's fun if you saw it in like. You're oh, just you mad because Bian- Bianco Pizza wasn't when around Watch when Sammy on- Fableman was growing up, so there were no <laughs> scenes there. Look, look when <laughs> Megan. Look when Megan. Watches on Golden Pond. She loses her shit. She's like, "This is Squam Lake. I love this. This is beautiful." Well, because that I is want, a way, I would love I it if I could watch the Fableman's and be like, "Because that's Phoenix, Shadow Phoenix. Mountain. There's Camelback. Okay, there's that like, there's the Cinderella Dome in Scottsdale, Paradise Valley city where it's like there's tons of like it's like Boston. It's like whatever. Squam Lake. Like t- ten people have been to Squam Lake, and the fact that there is a movie set on Squam Lake is pretty crazy, considering I spent my fucking every summer there. I'm pretty sure the it's thing. called Golden Pond, Megan. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's um let's move on because I'm I'm on. actually really interested to hear Maddie's thoughts on this film because we've both oh talked boy. about it before. Oh no, oh no. Oh, okay. Wait, E F I'm doing the alphabet in my head. Where are we on? Tar. Where are we on? No, go. Tar. Okay, so it's so hard with tar. I think it's, it's a, so hard with is, tar. By the way, and by the way, this is a movie that we both this should is a have case, rewatched. This is a case it's a study bummer in, that we have rewatched. This is a case study it. in like being married and how it affects your opinions mm-hmm. of things. Because I stepped out of tar, liking tar, and remembering like, oh, I like this movie way more than Megan. Because Megan did not like it right. really. Um, I, I I like the, the first three scenes. And I, think, and, I and loved the first very much, three It's very much my kind of movie in a lot of ways. Other than I feel like. There's something muddled, muddled about its message or what it's thing. And I see, like, I've tried to, like, I really should have watched it again before this podcast. But, like, I've seen so many arguments That's about what exactly I just said. whether... That's what I just said to you. Yeah, I know. But Craig asked me my opinion, so I'm letting him know how I feel. <laughs> um, and just let me take a moment to just shout out to my girl, Leslie. <laughs> take a sip for Leslie. But, um... But I think, like, there's so much about, like, oh, is Tar, are we supposed to like Tar? Are we supposed, is Tar a hero? Is Tar not a hero? And I honestly, like, I don't know. It seems to me that I, I, I kind of, that was my one issue with it and why it wasn't, like, my favorite movie. I think it's, like, this movie is so close to being my favorite movie of the year, but it ends up being, like, my sixth favorite movie of the year. And it's because I think I don't quite know where it stands I don't know I don't know it's like it's it's just I don't know what it was exactly trying to say about it all what it was and it's what it was trying to say about like cancel culture and all and 
I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's such, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird movie that like, I mean, I guess I like that yeah. too. I'm the kind of weirdo who like enjoys it when a movie isn't easy and has such a strange like approach to it. But like, I also just don't know if I like thought it was as fun as it, cause there's also the take that like, oh, Tar's a comedy. It's very funny. And I'm like, I don't know if it works on that yeah. level, but I'm also like, I don't think it works on like the horror like level. I don't know that it works on like the dreamy level of like she went and saw a dog and everything's made up after that. So the, and I also didn't think the ending was funny. So the, I didn't, I, I, I don't know. I so didn't, I like, the first time I, around, I, like I didn't think it was funny. Like, and then like when I read movie. about it and I was like, cause I had no idea what that was. So I didn't know like about like monster hunter and like what that was. And then like mm-hmm. in rewatching it and like having, I was like, Oh, that is, that is funny to me now. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, I'll say yeah, in I rewatching Tar, I was, not funny. I was, stuff up I people's was butts so is more funny than that. Sorry. For almost every scene. Like when it started, I was yeah. so excited to watch the scene again. There's stuff I don't think, I don't think the supernatural stuff works. Like when she's like running and there's like the woman screaming and some of the stuff like in the house. Like I don't think a lot of that stuff works. Yeah. But I mean, the main thing is like the Kate Blanchett performance is so undeniable that yeah. I don't think she's going to win Best Actress. Yeah. I think Michelle Yeoh is going to win because I don't think Kate Blanchett cares about winning again. She has two Oscars. There's so much love for Michelle Yeoh. There's so much love for that movie. But when historic, like when someone looks back in 30 years and watches both those performances, they're going to be like, how did Kate, Bla- like, if there was one, it, it's like we talked about with Daniel Kaluuya, with Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Like, Kate Blanchett, to me, is, like, so above and beyond any other performance this year. Yeah. Male, female, supporting lead. It's insane. Yeah. I think You I, are entirely not wrong. Yeah. You are absolutely correct. And I think kind of like you're saying, like, I think every scene was so well done. I think, I think... Yeah, like, I think her confronting that kid, like, seeing outside the school was so good. The, yes. Do it. Hello, yeah. like and it's so well done. There is something that I don't quite know, like, for the complete picture that left me feeling like, oh, well, I don't know how I felt about the whole thing. Completely. Like, I don't know what I, I don't know if I, I don't know what I think of that. Um, so it's like kind of like a difficult movie that I don't, yeah, I mean, but that said, I like it a lot. It's very, it's high on my list of contenders. It's not my favorite. I think like, again, I, I kind of expect it to maybe be my favorite movie of the year. I thought it would be my favorite movie of the year. And it just, for me, that did not deliver on the promise of the premise. I thought the first three scenes, I've said this before. What was the promise of the premise? I don't know. I thought it was, I don't know. I don't know what the premise was, but I thought the, I thought the first three scenes were incredible and it petered out for me. I don't know what it was trying to say. And that's what I have to say. Um, yeah. I just, I, I also wish that, I feel like I wish, I one thing I just was going to say, I wish Every there was there were a lot of times though where I was like I wonder if I would know I would appreciate this more if I knew more about classical music because mm. I I really don't know a lot about well, classical so music. I wonder I don't if you would appreciate it more if you knew more about Lydia well, Tarr. So, so some people have been saying one thing that's been interesting because I think it's a far less straightforward movie obviously, but people have been comparing it a little bit to Whiplash because of, but I guess like musicians have real problems with Whiplash. Like, they're, like, the musical yeah. aspect of that film is, like, by far the worst yeah. aspect of it. Like, a lot of this stuff, like, does not make sense. And people seem to not have that problem with Tar. I'll say in rewatching yeah. it. We'll, we'll, get into, we'll get into Damien Chazelle when we talk about uh, Babylon. Yeah. We're going to get to Babylon, <laughs> yeah. right? Wait, we're doing alphabetical order. Did we not mention Did we skip that one? Babel? Babel? Um, Babel? The one thing I really liked okay. in rewatching it was um, watching her compound her own problems. Like, starting off, uh-huh. like, lying about, like, things that 
ultimately like do not matter as much. And then like when she falls and instead of just saying I fell, she says I was attacked. And then like mm. her life is yeah. like falling apart and she still takes the fucking new cellist to New York. Just like watching her yeah. just like and like blow up her life yeah, because she's her. because yeah, she can't help was... herself. Like she just thinks she's. I think she's... I would be more. Again, I think I will like this movie, and I really do believe this. I think I will like this movie when I watch it mm-hmm. again, because because and I and we've talked about this. I love Todd Fields. Yeah. I love yeah. him. I we in the bedroom. We uh, it's canon yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry, amazing. Mm-hmm. And what is my one of my favorite movies of all time? Little, Little Children. Children. Yeah. Like I love. You didn't him. love Carol though. I like and Carol. That's though. also Todd Haynes. That's not Todd Field. That's Todd oh, Haynes. I was like, a. wait, what are you oh, talking about? And you love Welcome to Dollhouse. for nerds. <laughs> no, this is the first movie that he's right, done since. Oh, since Little Children. Oh, this is the first movie that he's done since. Um, little Children. Since Little yeah, Children. He's basically been yeah. like writing for hire and nothing got. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's great. I, this is not like, this is not like, oh, this isn't my type of movie. This is my type right. of movie, which is why I was so surprised that I didn't love it right. more. I also think, I, I think I, I might have liked this movie a million times more if it didn't have the scenes of her going back home to Boston and finding out that she was... Or whatever, you know. Boston, I'm get from the, the I'm from the Southwest, guys. I'm from, Again, I'm from Steven from Spielberg's home of Shadow Mountain. Again, We went to the Sugar Bowl. But oh, we, you're like, oh, this is the one movie to take place in Phoenix. So many movies take place in Phoenix. They don't. Not, one movie takes place on Squam Lake. The only other movie place in Phoenix ever was that Gary Shandling movie. Not true. Not true. Who's looking at you? What's happening to you? What's the an alien? Okay, I'm from Pandora. You didn't see me doing a big thing about the Navi. That's true. But here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'll go. I, here, it felt very like, I don't think I needed her being like, oh, she's changed her name. Oh, she's actually like some Boston rude. Although I do like the scene like, of her. Like, I don't think it added much. I do it just felt undermined I love her watching the old tape of Leonard Bernstein wearing her fucking medal. I think that's yeah. a great little thing. Yeah, I think you can, I mean, I think you can do that like with her like looking angry in her beautiful Berlin apartment or something no. like I I just didn't I just didn't Movies think it that takes place in Phoenix I don't need to hear raising these. Arizona I mean one of the greatest the comedies master. of all time oh the master one of the greatest little miss sunshine ever. Bill and Ted's oh, excellent okay. adventure that one fucking slaps there's not a there's a movie called Phoenix Park. there's a movie called the Phoenix Incident get the fuck out of here Wayne's World takes place in okay, Phoenix but, okay get so let's let's move from Phoenix we're gonna move from Phoenix to another area that Maddie's parents have a home, and we're going to talk about Top Gun Maverick. Highway to, to the Leslie Zone. <laughs> okay, Top Gun Maverick. Yes, and I just want to say Megan was all about Avatar and Lady Tar. You know, it hasn't been seen. Tarp Gun. <laughs> Tarp Gun. Okay. That's fun. That's so fun. Digest. This fun. is why. Tarp this gun. is why we've got. That's why you got me on once a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Once, once a year. year. Once a year. Tarp gun. Is once a year too much? Maybe. Lydia Tar no. composing the jets across the skies. See, if if he hadn't, if he wasn't so problematic, my skit for Top Gun Maverick would be uh, Mel Gibson as Maverick showing up uh, at flight oh, school. That's a fun one too. Yeah, that's a good. I'd one. be into that. I'd be Maverick into that. versus Maverick. I'd yeah. be into that. Two Mavericks. That would be like an MTV Movie Awards bit in like yeah. 1996. <laughs> <laughs> And look, it would go great. Yeah, people would flip. Uh, this is one. It. This is a movie that we did. I did watch again because I because I mean, here's another fun fact. 
the first time I watched this movie, I was a little hammered. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, I took a pregnancy t- pregnancy test, and boom, was pregnant. <laughs> uh, anyway, my kid's fine. Don't worry yes. about it. <clears throat> um, this is a. I don't. Ah, this is a fun movie. See, I Megan. The, here's my thing. The way Megan. Yeah, I know. The, before Here we when go. we talked about, I think it was Avatar. Megan was like, "This movie should not be nominated for Best Picture." This is the one movie of all the nominees that like that's my that's my thought. Yeah. Should, like, I also this should, think this, this should, should not be nominated. For best for best I know. Picture. Look, it's yeah. great. It's super fun. It's I love very it. Fun. Like it's a great fun super. I was I love to go and see it. Why is this nominated like, for this Best Picture? This is not the Best Picture, and you're nominating because it was like super popular, and there were some insane like tweet takes about it that were like. Well, I mean, I think that the big reason was like you know Spielberg even said to Tom Cruise like at the PGA Awards he was like he was like or at the Oscar luncheon he was like you saved like. Yeah. People going mm-hmm. to the cinema because this, I mean, sure. it's an IP movie. Let's not, like, yeah. the people be, keep being like, it's not Marvel. It's like, well, it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's basically. An and also, by the way, it's such a funny thing because the first Top Gun is, like, uh, objectively not good. Like, it's yeah. very, it's fun and campy, but right. it's, like, not a good movie. Yeah. You know Wesley, what I mean? Wesley Morris, who writes for the New York Times, I was listening to him on a podcast. He was like, I mean, this is still, like, this is a superhero film. Like, yeah. like to the, to, they even all have superhero names. Like they have call yeah. signs. Like yeah. they're not like, so. Yeah. Um, he does also, that superhero like run and everybody's like, yeah, think, yeah. Like the, the guy, like they even have, like, I love, I, we were watching this the second time. And my favorite thing is like thinking of the director in the room when, when like being like, you know, directing all of the the young kids being like, okay, so now Maverick's doing it. So he's doing the thing and you're excited. So right. like, and you're, or you're ner- like, give that face or whatever it is. Like that yeah. whole thing is so my, crazy. My one main take of this movie is like, this movie was nominated for best screenplay. And I look, I love Christopher. Wait, is that Ma- true? Yes. Oh Lord. The best adapted screenplay. And I love Christopher McQuarrie. I think he, I think, well, for one, I'll start with, I think his Mission Impossible movies, all of those are better than this movie yeah, for starters and would, be, and would be more deserving. Um, but like, just like thinking of it in terms of like screenplay feels like it's such a, like, we felt like we should nominate this movie. Spielberg says it saves cinema, yada, yada. We don't really know what to nominate it for. Let's give it screenplay. Cause that's kind of what sometimes that movie goes to. And like the, when you like watch this movie, the like, it's like, it's kind of screenplay one one and like the dialogue is like straight up bad well, and corny. And I mean, and like, like I know bro, this whole movie like, is just like fan service, like it's just fan service yeah, popcorn. But I literally think one of the worst scenes in a movie this year is Miles Teller playing Great Balls of Fire, just so yeah. they can be like, oh this is exactly God, like the so Anthony Edwards so It's like his dad. It's like upsetting. a bunch of twenty-somethings would not know that song. Like no, it was it's, already yeah, sort it's of so straining weird. credulity thirty years ago, thirty-five years ago. Yes, that yeah, everybody you're a would nerd, know that bro. song. You are such a nerd. Let's Agreed. beat up this nerd who's playing Great <laughs> Balls of yeah. Fire on the piano. <laughs> Like, why did he cut out? He cut, unplugged the music. This piece of shit. Let's beat yeah. him up out back. None of the new so people just, have any sort of, like, actual character either. Just, I mean, I know that's, like, very well, but, like, boring It's very blockbuster say, movie in that way. Like, yeah. it's very, like, oh, yeah, they're there. Like, they're kind of the archetypes. There's, like, yeah. the nerdy one. There's the girl one. <laughs> there's, like, and there's, like, the Glenn Powell guy or whatever that actually is good and everyone likes. But, like, it just doesn't. I don't know. It's so hard. But I mean, but it's also hard because like I'm also like, well, I did enjoy watching this movie a lot more than a lot of other movies that were nominated. Well, again, like, the it is end, good. the actual like the the actual where the stakes are. The thing about the first Top Gun that I remember is like I don't understand 
anything about it? <laughs> Question right. mark. The plot, like the plot is just like they're at Top Gun school. Like I don't actually get yeah. why, like Goose died in an accident. I don't get like there's no actual bad guys. There's no plot well, really. Like, and I get, so, so in this one, I appreciate that they were like, okay, the mission is this. And they are very yeah. clear with like, here's what the mission is. At, at the, and, and that's cool and whatever the fuck. But at the same time, I'm just like, is this real life? Like, is, <laughs> well, is, at the same is time also, would like, this really happen? Also, like, well, what say, is going on? I think it would happen. I, I mean, kind of on that, like, you say like, oh, there are bad guys this time, I guess. Yes. But also like a movie nominated for best screenplay, the bad guys are not named. Yeah. Like no. we don't even do the work to like, what is the scenario? I it's mean, just it's like, like, it's the like enemy's building a uranium thing yeah. and like, they're going to blow up the uranium faceless. thing. And that like when they yeah, show them, like, like they're it's basically wild. like in yeah. ski masks. <laughs> you don't see like, them at all. Yeah. And like, I mean, like they're kind of Iran, but we don't want to say Iran sort of. But like, it's. But again, like it's that's kind of like the elements of like, oh, that's what push it into like, oh, this movie's not. I mean, like this is not about like, you know, cross generational relationships of an Asian American immigrant or like, you know, masculinity and friendship and like how you are remembered after you die. It's like we're going to blow up the uranium guys. Yeah. yeah. Like that's like what a kid writes. Yeah, again, I feel like this like puts it down. I mean, it it's constructed super well though. Right. Like what it is. But that should like, be a best picture. But we talked about this. It's like, well, but because we've talked about this so much about like, does a best picture, it doesn't have to be a best picture. Doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to have those heavy, heavy themes, right? Like right. it can be just like we talked about a fish called Wanda being like a best picture nominee and it being really fun and whatever, it, just cleverly constructed in this whole thing. Okay. But it should have been, <laughs> okay. is I guess my point here. But like you're exactly. This is like, oh, the enemy or whatever. And like it just is and you have to have known of you. The only reason why we care about Miles Teller and Tom Cruise's relationship is because of Anthony Edwards and the original one. You know what I mean? That it doesn't even it's, stand on its own. But it's also strange that like they hold up like so the Miles Teller thing, the Val Kilmer thing, which I think is generally genuinely touching because of Val Only Kilmer's because real life in, situation. I was going to say, if, yeah. the, if they just made it that in the movie, it wouldn't be. It's right. because we know that Val Kilmer is dealing with this in real yeah. life and Val Kilmer is a beloved actor. Yeah. But so yeah, those two crazy. things, I just like they all, they, they hold up like the Jennifer Connelly Penny character, which is a throwaway line in the first movie as like equal to these other things to the point that that's actually how the film ends is like him like going off with Jennifer Connelly, who, like, yeah. kudos to Jennifer Connelly for having, like, actually a, a bit of romantic, like, mm-hmm. um, chemistry with Tom Cruise, which I don't know, have we seen him do that since who, Renee Zellweger oh, yeah. and Jerry Maguire, maybe? <laughs> like, And also, she looks hot as hell, by the way. Yeah. She's great. She's doing great. Um, how wild must it be if you're, like, Val Kilmer and you go see, like, the premiere of this movie and there's, like, a scene about you dying from your cancer that you have? Like, that you yeah. actually have in like, real you life. See, like, it's just as weird. I don't know. I mean, this this was the year of weird death. Of, I mean, also because Black Panther, I have a lot of issues with the way that, right. his, that Chadwick Boseman's real life is death is employed as a part of a Disney movie. Well, like, I, think just, that, just, I think with that in their defense, like, they had a full movie written and then he died and they yeah. had to redo yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still weird. Mm. 
I, I just, it just is all, it, it all is weird. I don't even yeah. know. I don't even want to say like, I, it's bad. I just, I'm like, it's just as like, there's a weird, strange thing to watching that. And when I was watching that, especially kind of having seen that like Val Kilmer's cancer, I think has gotten worse lately the past couple of months. I think I read I that know. like it's gotten, I, yeah, I think I'd seen that. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is like, this is weird. As much yeah. as I love Val Kilmer, I will say a little recommendation. Watch Val. Val. Where is that? I was going to say, Amazon we Prime talked about that. Oh, yeah. Last year, year that was on my God, that was last year. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. That's tough. Anyway, but um, yeah, it's it's a Top Gun. It's this is yeah. Top Gun. What are you doing? This is the Academy Awards, and this is Top Gun. That's what I have to say. Yeah. That's what I said the other day, and you were like, "You're being classist." <laughs> I don't think I said that. Well, you didn't say classist, but you applied it. <laughs> Speaking of class, what a great anyway. segue! Triangle of oh, sadness. Oh, no, this fucking triangle of sadness. Craig, so, you want to start with this Well, one? so I'm really interested in Maddie's opinion of this movie because I think – I don't remember if we've talked about this on pod, but I know I've talked Force about Major. this with other people. Is my biggest problem with this movie is I find it fantastically overwritten. Yes. Yes. I, every like, scene is like 10 one, minutes longer like, than it should yeah, be. Yeah, like one of the most overwritten yes. films like I've ever seen. Yes. And I, I will admit I liked it better the second time around, but particularly the second and third scenes to me – are like this movie, if it had been an hour and 45 minutes, I think he could have gotten the exact same thing across, but it's two hours and 30 minutes. Like, yeah, we talk about this. We get it. The stuff with Woody Harrelson and the fucking communist or whatever. It's like, we Woody don't, we get it. We get it. Yeah, I think it is. Yes, I agree 100%. That's kind of my, uh, yes. I, I mean, I, this is my, I guess go back to like, like force majeure came. I remember it was right. like a while back and it's the same, it's the same director. And I think I had the exact same problem with that. And it's like the same feeling that you have about this where yeah. I was like force majeure is about a man who like bails on his family when like yeah. a disaster strikes and Oh God, it's awkward. And I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's interesting. It's fascinating. And then you sit with it for an hour and a half longer and you're kind of like, Oh, okay. There's not much more to and, say. And about now it. they're going. Now he's going with a thing. random guy to a sauna or like some yeah, like no, weird and dance I'm kind party. Of move forward, and then yeah. they're on the the bus going down the hill for like seven hours at the end yeah. of that movie. And exact same way. And I do feel that way of like there's like every scene has like a really good, almost like punchy initial moment to yeah. it that I'm like, and then it like just goes on for like so yeah. long. And I'm like, why are we still talking about the paying the bill, the other model paying the bill or whatever at the beginning? And, the own, and in the cab ride on the way, the Uber yeah. ride on the way back, we're still yeah, talking God, we about still it. still follow that. I will say on the one it. thing I liked about that is I do feel like that is true of actual relationship arguments. I think that, it's like, true. I just don't think it's like, like, I don't think we usually see it on film, but like I didn't mind that one as much because I was like, this actually happens where like it's like not that big of a deal and becomes a bigger and bigger deal and then eventually like both sides are like six hours later like that was stupid that actually wasn't that big of a deal like we're back in the hotel room now I but just don't think I that's 100% like an entertaining agree with movie. Megan that like even the over the top stuff like on the ship in the second part like mm-hmm. like the British couple that makes like made all their money from like landmines from like bombs and like, stuff. It's like yeah. that's like so obvious but it, it's like i don't care like i still think it's it kind comes of funny. up like five more times but i still think it's kind of funny but like the quote off between like woody harrelson and the russian where they're like it's like marx versus like ronald reagan yeah. quotes it's like and then when he's but doing his like, like diatribe about the government killing everyone all i could think about is like woody harrelson's father was like a hitman yeah and for a long time, there was like people were like, 
he might have killed Kennedy. And I was like, that's all I can think about in this moment is that Woody Harrelson <laughs> is talking about Kennedy getting killed. And Let people me think tell his you biological something. father we killed wa- Kennedy. The baby had been born when we watched this, correct? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, we so we watched the, we watched, we watched this. I watched, by the time we got, I'm, I'm going to be quite transparent. By the time we got to the island, I was out. I yeah. fell asleep. I fell asleep. Devolken? About halfway through yeah. the island se- se- section. And then I, and then I woke up for Devolken. the ending. The Vulcan. Why is that then even I woke a character? Up for the, I don't even know. <laughs> then I woke up for the ending. And I also hated the ending. Yeah. yeah like, and, and, and again, know. if it had ended with just her maybe or maybe not bashing in that girl's skull, that would be fine. It's not the, um, it's not the uh, ambiguity that upset me. No, it's the it running. It was like, it's the running. What the fuck was that about? What, yeah. am, I ta- yeah. what am I taking from that? But I get, well, because it doesn't earn, it doesn't earn like the ambiguous right. take. Like it's not, a, I don't think there's enough depth to it to earn that part. It's more of a comedy. It's more of a light comedy, yeah. honestly. And like, I think it doesn't like, it's not like I see, you know, like the quotes of this movie are like, it's a searing satire and like a, a takedown of the rich. And I'm no. like, it doesn't really, it says the rich are stupid. Like it doesn't really get too deep into that like yeah. it doesn't and so then it needs to veer into like being more of a lighthearted thing and it just doesn't do that it just like it just spins. it doesn't say anything incredible also, about the poor though either it's like there, there's no you know what i mean like well, i think like it just everything's just like why does it take well for one like the last segment look here's the idea of like the um the um the serving class the the, the labor class is now in charge she knows how to do everything right you guys yada yada oh that's fun haha that's then that's it and then you see it for the last third of the movie and it doesn't Literally do anything like new 40 like it, minutes. it doesn't yeah. take it anywhere it doesn't really dissect yeah. it doesn't like do any sort of examination on it doesn't really discuss it it just kind of like we see like yeah they are fucked now and then it, she's having fun fucking the boy and stuff and it doesn't really do anything with it and I'm like oh this doesn't really I'm like yeah I know that that housekeeper or, or whatever she <laughs> did on the boat like would be more useful yeah here. it's like, like I kind of know yeah, I guess part I've of been that watching, I've been, I've been watching Julian Fellows like yeah, movies yeah. and TV shows for the last 20 years. Like, I get it. Like, upstairs, upstairs downstairs. downstairs like, is not a new concept. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like, and then, yeah, 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 I guess I'm like... It's Downton Abbey on a boat. I guess, yeah, I already know the rich suck, But Dick. it's literally like, it, like it, to be like, this <laughs> is a Syrian satire. It's like, Patty Shayevsky should, like, get out of his grave and, like, find Ruben Ostlin and drag him into hell. Like, if this is, like, a Syrian satire. Like... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it needed to do way more. And then, like, it just, again, like, with things... I just, in this weird choices of, like, again, like, things going on, like, why didn't the boat just sink in the storm? Why did pirates come and blow it up? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I really want to know, other than and what getting did the, the pirates, one joke of, the like, the grenade get? being, blo- the British couples, like, grenade, like, what was the point of there being pirates at all? What yeah, did they we get blew from, it up. Like, what did they get? Why didn't the boat crash on its own? Because that's more the rich hubris. That's the Titanic. Like, the rich thought they yeah. could do anything they wanted to, and they got fucked up because nature was like, no, idiots. Instead, like, the pirates come along, and it, like, blows up the boat. And last we saw like, the so boat, it was, like, within sight of land. It was like, oh, this is crazy stormy, but, like, there's the, like, I, 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 this movie's not good. I'm I also thought, like, it. all the, like, gross-out stuff, like, I thought, like... That could have been, I don't know, just directed in a different way to be like, people aren't leaving, like, even though one person's throwing up because they're so far up yeah. their own ass. Yeah. Like, but, like, I didn't even feel like that was, like, the perspective was right it was on weird. that. No. Yeah. And by the way, if I was in that position, I don't think I would leave either. Where's there to go? You're on a boat. Yeah. I you're also, on a boat. I also look so if someone at the at the fancy captain's dinner that you're at on the boat where there's no other restaurant, there's no other place to go, throws up, I think I also stay. Like, 
yes, at a certain point, then everybody starts throwing up and then everybody starts leaving. But like, it's not that wild to be like, okay, well, we're going to have to, I guess, kind of push through this awkward situation because there's nowhere to go because I'm on a boat. Yeah. I hate this movie. I don't I like also, this movie. I will the more say, I, I, will the say more look, I, like I appreciate if you have like a lower budget or whatever, but I was so distracted in from the dinner scene. They were on a set that was tilted in one direction. Mm-hmm. Everyone was standing, leaning one way. If you watch that scene on the boat, like Woody Harrelson, everyone is leaning one way. The camera is obviously tilting and it's swaying. Everyone is still standing, leaning in one direction. And I, I could not stop thinking about that. It was, it was so distracting for me. It just was like, you don't even have the people like swaying with the boat kind of like you just have everyone was leaning the one way that the set was leaning. And look, that's a silly problem to have. But I just, did, I just didn't, I just, I just didn't think it good, went hard enough. I didn't yeah. think it said anything like for a best picture nominee. Again, like I'm like, uh, like dissecting the lens of like, oh, it got nominated for best picture. Then it's really got to say something. But I just did not think it had a whole lot to say beyond the basic thing of like, yeah, the rich are kind of <laughs> shitheads and don't yeah. know how to do stuff and don't necessarily deserve their wealth. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on to our final nominee then. Mm. Women talking. Women talking. Or as Mark Wahlberg introduced at the SAG Awards, women are talking. Women are talking. Did he really say that? Yeah. God, he's an idiot. Um, I did see a good tweet. There was a good tweet, though, about uh, him. They were like, good for Mark Wahlberg, though, being able to stand up there with all those Asian people and not beating any of them. Uh, this movie is great, and the more I sit with it, the more I like it. Um, it was number 11, I think, for me. Like, it was, like, just out of yeah. my top 10, and I think it's great. I I really like it. I do, I mean, I can see, particularly in the second viewing of it, watching it by myself instead of watching it, because I originally saw it at the Philadelphia Film Festival, so it was, like, a, a full audience. Like, no one had seen the movie before, really. Um, I can see how this it could be a turnoff for people because it can be, it's definitely very talky. It can at times, I think be a little didactic. Um, but I find it very, I found it very affecting. Like, um, I, I think a lot of that is due to Rooney Mara. I think Rooney Mara really carries this movie in a way that I'm like, I, I've never been a huge fan of hers, but I think she's great in this. Well, I said this on our pod with Clayton because it was one of my top ten movies. For me, it's it's actually Judith Ivy and I think her name is Sheila, yeah, Sheila McCarthy, who are the two older women. I think right. are really the standouts for me. I think everybody's very good in it, and I actually think the young girl that kind of does the narration is also like excellent. Yeah. Um, Maddie? I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I, I, and I, it's hard. I just don't, I don't know. It's fine. Well, it's you don't like women to be. Yeah. Like, and yes, you definitely I mean, don't like I, them talking. On record, yeah, no, I don't like when women sure. talk. But I just, but I almost think it didn't. I think my issue with it is comes from like, I have such a specific point of view coming into this. And that is that that is a shitty situation that they should not be in and that they're being abused. And it kind of becomes a conversation between people who want to get out of this awful shitty situation. And then like Buckley, Jesse Buckley being like, we should stay in this situation. And, and I don't know that the conversation to me becomes all that interesting because no one is there other than like maybe, Paddington, what's his name? Ben Paddington Rishaw. Bear. Other than Paddington, like there's no character that's like seems to be like considering like kind of 
considering the different points of view and Rooney changing, Mara. it seems Rooney. like the characters Rooney sort of Mara. exist to the course characters sort of exist as examples of the different perspectives. And I come right. in disagreeing strongly with this perspective, this like overly religious like res- perspective that they should be subservient to men. Right. And so then the conversation just becomes like a frustratingly one-sided one for me that I don't necessarily want to watch. And I'm kind of like, well, this per- like you guys got to get out of there. And all I want is for you to get out of there. And, and this sort of movie with this sort of subject, I would rather it have like questions asked and discussed and make me think about like, Oh, this different perspective, but there is no point in that movie like, I understand that Jesse Buckley and that these women were raised in this environment for the different point of view, but there's no point in that movie where I take a second to be like, oh, maybe that does have some merit, or maybe there is something valuable to this, because they are, in essence, victims of right. of something that I think they need to get out of. And so I think, like... Well, I think I think I there is something about their religious views that they they legitimately, like, some of them feel like if, and it's brought up early in the movie specifically, if they leave, God will not be able to find them to, for them to go to, you know, whatever the afterlife is, like, because they've been, I mean, the, to use, like, obviously, like, a very popular term now, like, the gaslighting to be like, oh, no, all these sexual assaults, that's been the devil, and how many generations has that been? One of the most effective moments for me in the entire film is the last line of the movie when the narration is about Rooney Mara's child. And they say, your story will be different than ours was. And I think that's like kind of devastating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I think I would like it way more if it just didn't have Paddington in it. Like if that character didn't exist to be kind of the storyteller and he's from a male perspective and yeah, like, I mean, like and, and like if it was just the women figuring things out and changing and it'd be one thing, but it's yeah. it's kind of him. I, I know the reason behind it's just something it is that because made me feel disconnected from the I don't book, know. The book is ba- was written by a male that like the Ben Wishaw character wrote the book because none of these women uh-huh. knew how write. to write. So Yeah. Um, cause they kind of take, the movie takes itself kind of out of place and time a little bit, but I know mm. it was like a Mennonite sect that I think were English speaking, but like they were from like the, like this all took place in like Bolivia or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it's well done and like the performances are good. I just, it was that, it was that like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's cause I mean, I feel like every now and then we bump into a movie like this where like, because of what the subject matter is, it makes you like focus on that much more than everything else in a way. Whereas right. like Avatar, you're like, oh, the boat goes boom. Um, but like, so like, I don't know. I think it's really, I don't know. I do think it's well done and like the conversations are well written and stuff, but I'm just, I don't know. It left me a little, I don't know. It didn't feel like it, I don't know. It didn't feel like feminist in a way. I don't know. There's something weird about it. I don't know. I don't really know. And also I didn't like the like romance stuff. Like, I think it's kinda, ironic. I think it's, Ironic. But that's again like it's judging it based on what it has to be judged. I think it's on. ironic that as as the woman of I'm the three of us, I'm an idiot. I'm a I've done idiot. the least amount of talking. I'm such a fucking idiot. Well, it's you know child. why? It's because you it's because you're feeding your child. I was feeding our child. I was feeding our. I was feeding this child with my body. Don't even worry about it. This assigned male at birth child. Assigned male at birth. If he wants to, he can be whatever he wants as long as it's not. A DJ or a Republican. <laughs> Those two things are yeah. off limits, mm. Harry. Nope. 
Well, the problem um, is he's also, loves he's also music. not allowed to play football. He's not allowed to play football. Okay. No, he's not allowed to. I have already put American that, football. Yeah, American right. football. European I football. That, I put the kibosh he's playing football on that. Yeah. He's going to be on Tottenham. He's um, save him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I completely disagree. I think it's very. I mean, I whatever. I don't know what else to say about it. I, I liked know. it. I I'm thought it was wrong. very feminist and very interesting. And I thought everybody's perspectives were interesting. I thought it was well done. That's all I have to say. Great. I don't know. Well, so that's the 10 nominees before, you know, I want to hear more of Maddie's general film of the year thoughts, but let's rank the best picture nominees 10 to one. But what we'll do is what we usually do uh, when we have this many movies is that we'll go, we'll each do our 10, then we'll each do our nine, et cetera. Great. Maddie, would you like to, would you like to begin? You have my 10. Yeah. My 10 is from the greatest living American filmmaker. It is the Fablemans. I was going to say, I don't remember Scorsese putting out a film this year. Yikes. Them's fighting words (laughs) vis-a-vis. I love Spielberg, man. I'm just telling you. My number 10 is Triangle of Sadness. That movie sucked. (laughs) I said it. Sorry. But the sales. You're going to clean the sales, yes? (laughs) Yes, you're going to clean the sales. I don't know what that accent is. Uh, Number 10 for me is Elvis. Elvis. Wow. Oh, it has everything to do with everything to do with Elvis. It has everything to do with Elvis. Everything to do with Number nine. Maddie. Number nine is the old triangle of sadness. Mm. Number nine for me is Avatar. Apologies to James Cameron, He'll who be okay. made my favorite movie of all time, Titanic. Mm, he'll be okay. Number nine for me is also Avatar. Number eight for me is Avatar, The Way of Water. Mm. Ooh, wow. Ewa. Meg? Oh, uh, The Fablemans. Ewa. Mm. It's not good. Patacoon. I mean, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not good. Um, Number eight for me is Triangle of Sadness. Wow. Number seven. Number seven for me is Women Talking. Okay, number seven for me is, uh, there's a bit of a gap, but, well, no, I guess maybe not, actually. No. Uh, number seven for me is Elvis. Number seven for me is, this is kind of hard. This is, uh, I guess, at seven. yeah, totally. Okay. I guess, I guess, I guess the Fablemans. There's a gap for me, though, between... I like that movie more than you guys. There's a there's a pretty sizable gap for me between seven and eight. I I think there's a sizable gap between. Uh... Maddie, number six. Number six is uh, we're gonna ride on the highway to the danger zone. Top Gun Maverick: The Return of Maverick. <laughs> yeah, my my gap is between seven and six because my six is also Top Gun. I don't love Elvis, the Fableman's Avatar, and Triangle of Sadness, but I did really like Top Gun. I just don't think it should be nominated for Best Picture. That's my number six. I'm, I'm going to put Top Gun at six for that same reason, although I liked it better than my number five, but for the Best Picture reason. Maddie, number five. My number five? Look, I really like this movie. I really enjoyed it. I think it was good. Elvis. 
My number five, I also really enjoyed. I thought it was good, and that's All Quiet on the Western Front. My number five is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And that's honestly... On a different day, it may go lower. Wow. Man. Wow. You, yeah, I feel like you're the low... You rank it lower than anybody. Yeah. Anywhere. Anybody. And that, anybody. And that anybody. sort of the Fableman's Top Gun, Everything Everywhere All at Once is like that's another like... That's another level for me. And then there's another okay. Wow. That's okay. interesting. That's interesting. Are we getting to four? Number four. I'd, I'd put... I'd, I'd say there's a tier, a tier here, a tier cut. And I put All Quiet on the Western Front. Surprised me that I enjoyed this movie as much as I did. Although I will say, if I saw that movie with like English act, like Americans and like spoken in English, I probably wouldn't like it as much. Maybe that's true. Mm. My number four is Tar. Okay. Well, I uh, have some problems with Tar. My number four is also All Quiet. All Quiet. My number three, you better believe, that's Lydia Tar. Okay, so for me, my number three is. Uh, there's a break between my number four and my number three. My, my top three, I really enjoy. My number three is Women Talking. Um, that's also my number three. Maddie, Maddie stepped away from the. Maddie stepped away from the mic. We're just gonna vamp for a second because because Maddie. Um, he stepped away. He stepped away. It's because the laptop fine. that Craig is on is at zero battery, and uh, I gotta plug it in. I'm almost disappearing. Yeah, your fate. It's like Marty McFly and um, Marty McFly in uh, that one movie. You I know, forget that the name. One of movie. It. What's it called? The one Meg- is Megan is no longer on screen now. Megan is no that's longer. That's okay. That's okay. I'm still here. Go ahead. Um, your number three. Uh, oh, my number three movie of the year. Didn't we already do no, this? No, number Tar. two. Oh, number two. And this is where this is where a new tier begins of movies that I think are significant and wonderful and should be remembered and and matter. Um, in a very special way, and that's everything, everywhere, all at once. And I'm going to tell you, Maddie and I are just flipped because my number two is Banshees of Inisherin. And this is actually going to come as a surprise because I actually had these two movies flipped on my list. They were at three and four. They're still probably at three and four, just opposite. My number two is Banshees, which of means Inisherin? Maddie's number one. Number one is, and I forget, I don't remember what I was talking about this, Jackass Forever. <laughs> Jackass Forever. Yeah. Just joking, guys. It's still Leslie. <laughs> no, it's Banshees. It's Banshees of Inishirin. And my number one is Everything Ever All, all at Once. Mm-hmm. And my number one is Tar. But, um... Tar, we all have one. three different number ones. We do. See, if I this, need to go back and we listen to every time it, Craig has talked about Tar. If we were doing it uh, the way the Oscars do it, Banshees would win because Megan and I both had that mm. at number two. Um, and Megan obviously has Tar further up her list. I have Everything Everywhere All at Once further up my list. Um, so, I just want to say out there to my guy, Clayton Davis, I know this is, this is listen to me, man. <laughs> Banshees. Banshees is going to get that, get that, put that on all the variety stuff. Banshees is going to be the one that sneaks in there and wins a bunch, wins everything. Are you helping that variety is going to help 
in the next week, Variety's going to No, no, help. he's not helping. I'm saying it's going to win. I, that's, what I, that's my sneaky... Okay. That's Maddie's dark horse of the year. Maddie's dark horse. He's never wrong except for most of the time. Well, so, so um, I don't... I think it's going to be... I think Banshee's going to sneak in and Well, here's the thing. I think everything everywhere, everywhere is, not gonna win is going to win. But Banshee's is honestly the movie I would see winning if not because I think there's so much respect for that movie that like it is going to be probably like the top four of... 85% I think it'll get that. Of the I think it'll get that precious old weirdo vote in the academy. And well, I, I just think I think it's going to be a top a four bit. on like a lot of people's list, and I think there are going to be members of the academy that aren't going to like everything everywhere all once yeah. for what we talked yeah. about. It's like going to be that's too kind of what weird. I'm thinking about. Yeah, it's very weird and modern and a comedy yeah. and wacky, and I, I just I just I think because I think there will be members of the academy that I wouldn't mind turn if I'm wrong, that movie clear, off but. because they didn't get to the last forty five minutes that. Mm-hmm. at least for me, I think are the most effective because they're going to get to Stephanie Shue swinging around a dildo and be like, this isn't for me. I'm not that's what I was going to say. I feel like mm-hmm. 5% of Oscar voters are going to be like, she's swinging a dildo around. Yeah, I can't, I, I'm I can't, out. I can't, I can't do any more than this. Picture. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, I think you're right. Stuff. Yeah. I think you're I right. I think Banshees. Let's, can Listen we just say our, our favorite movie? So my favorite movie of the year, though, I want to reiterate, continues to be Empire of Light. Which Empire was not nominated, but which is the best movie for me. I did love Empire of Light, and I am conf- I am confused at that movie not getting anything. Like, I, it doesn't need to be everyone's favorite, but I like. I'm like, what was so bad about that compared to all these? Like, get yeah. fam- you think you get this Fableman kid in there? And it was such Empire a weird Light? thing. To me. I I also really like, like it that was weird film, how it but like, it was such like a. It seems like such a lay Oscar layup movie too. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, don't Lydia know. Well, I, think, I think it's because it's like Mendes. not quite about what you think it's about or want yeah. it to be out of date. Like I will say, like people were. I I saw like the Rotten Tomatoes when I looked it up was like. Like critics think it doesn't quite deliver on being about the power of movies or like the magic of well, the that's, I'm like, that's I, not what it's about. What are I you wonder if it had come out in a year that it wasn't like the Fablemans and Armageddon time where it was all but, these like specific stories about like the young filmmaker. Yeah, yeah but as it just opposed to like, like Sam Sam Mendes' mother was mentally ill. And like this well, he would have been, you know, yeah. a young man, but it's not like he was a black young man because I, I will yeah like, and that's yeah. what i'll say like i think that was where my surprising while i watched it because i have there's mental illness in my family and this movie really struck a chord with me very personal it's like oh that is this family member in my family is olivia right. coleman is being her and i like was shocked and like started crying in the middle of that movie because i was like oh that is her i don't really want to get into it but like that's her right and and I didn't quite expect that and like the trailer makes it mm-hmm. seem like it's about movies it's about you know about you know like it's about race relations in England and it's not really about those. So that's the one thing is I can say is like, I feel like it, you think if you're going like thinking it's about those, like it's not those and it doesn't deliver on being like a full picture of those. But I was like, Oh, that movie to me is about mental health. It does try to do a few different things, but I do think that does it all pretty well. Like there, they takes a light touch on all three of those ideas, movies, race, race relations, mental illness. I don't know. I just think it's great. Maddie, what was your? Um, I just can I run through some honorable mentions for me. I just want to say, I mean, Triple yeah. R and Jackass Forever are super fun, wonderful movies that are like, if you're like in the Top Gun vein, like fun movies, like those should be nominated. Jackass Forever should be nominated for best documentary. Like, I don't know what more you want from a documentary picture. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much like earnest, like you've seen these relationships, like these, I don't know, company over the years, yeah. whatever. It's all there. Uh, our Triple R over Top Gun easily. Oh, I was gonna say in Top Gun, if you think Top Gun is should have been nominated and for screenplay, like you should like. 
Tom Cruise should have been nominated for Best Actor right. then in that thinking because that movie is one actor. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And if you put things together that way, anyway. Um, but I was going to say the three movies and beyond those that I think are super good and special, You Are Not Alone, I absolutely loved. Um, that Macedonian movie that, did I mention that earlier? I saw um, it. I think it's just a really did, interesting yeah. movie. I think it is like a very interesting, like, I don't know. I think it discusses a lot of like, I'm curious what Megan would think of it because there's a lot of things about being a woman and having a woman's body. And right. like, I feel like I didn't watch it because it seems scary. It's not it's really not scary. scary as you think. It, 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 it is a little it seems gross. scary, but it's freaky, yeah. yeah. But it also, like, I think, I think and I love that movie because, like, when it comes to, like, I don't know, like, you know, social issues and stuff, like, I am more interested in seeing how they're boiled down to nature in a way. Right. And instead of being about, like, more political factors and external factors, like, it is more about, like, a woman's body in the world. Um, and it makes, the like, nature, like, humans, it, it doesn't, like, separate, like how society treats like a woman versus like how just a woman is treated in nature, right. which includes society, I guess it makes sense. I just that's think it's interesting a, it's a, as somebody that chose not to look at their own placenta. That's interesting. And me, I checked out that placenta. I saw that the doctor just yanks it out, Craig. It's wild. Mm. Just yanked it out. Like it was like, cool. a, <clears throat> anyway, um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun that day. My son was born. Um, but then the other two movies, obviously mentioned at once decision to leave. I absolutely love, I love Mark Chan Wook. I just think it's a gorgeous movie. I think it's okay that a movie has two parts. I know people don't like movies with sections, and it mm-hmm. definitely doesn't have much of like the Western storytelling structure versus like the Eastern storytelling structure. Kisho Tenketsu, let's all read up on it because stories can be told in different ways. I think just every single shot of that movie is gorgeous and brilliant. I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like an, um, he's just a filmmaker who's, and again, I think of like, I think if he directed The Fablemans, he would have made it such a more interesting movie. Like it is my contrast because he shoots an investig, like he shoots like an interrogation scene just like in the most dynamic and fascinating way with angles that at every moment are like reframing these like, these characters and what they think of each other. And every single shot seems to be like, there's that old commercial about Scorsese going to like the Photoshop and he's like criticizing his like photos of yeah. like, Oh, this shot of my daughter, there's no villain. There's no hero here. What are you doing with the light? Yeah, yeah. And I think like, it just is that for every single scene and decision to leave. And I think watching it in that frame of mind is helpful. I just think it's a beautiful movie. I, I just, I, I, be- I do think if like, you know, U S interrogations like involve like, bento boxes or like you know uh it it would be uh more interesting than having like a person like like eating a catfish po' boy or whatever like in the wire like absolutely yeah yeah and then um and then i guess like i think i don't know maybe my favorite movie of the year i was kind of shocked megan than like a more maybe my favorite movie of the year i think it's beautiful it has yes it does have a very bonkers mark rylance performance in it Bones and All is incredible. I just think it's just a beautiful movie. Like, I, I was kind of utterly floored by it. Yeah. I think it's an amazing movie. I think, I think the part of it that, like, really stood out to me was, like, it's about how, like, it's about outcasts, but it's about how they come, like, it's about shame and being an outcast. And I think usually when you have those outcast movies where people are brought together, it doesn't deal with the shame side of it. Like, the element that makes them like each other, that they come together in, is also like a point of shame for them. And unlike a lot of movies where it's like, oh yeah, we actually are good and it's not a problem that we have this, it kind of shows that like that in like a more realistic scenario, that shame would carry with you. Like you'd still feel that whether it's, you should be ashamed to set aside, but like you still carry the shame, the shame yeah. of what has made you an outcast and it still haunts you. And I think it kind of does a beautiful job of like, like showing, I don't know, this relationship between these two people who are on like the, whatever, the fringes of society who like are never fully comfortable with who they are and they as and as close as they can become based on it as much of a kindred spirit they find in it 
it's still like is just this I don't know, pervasive haunting thing that they can never fully let go. I just think it's gorgeous. Yeah. I, think I it's was shocked I, I did not like it more. Maddie, I love that movie so much. Maddie, it was on my top ten list. Hell yeah. Um, I would I would actually say we talked about one of the scenes earlier, but if you did like a one scene performance off for the year, I would say it's David Lynch in the Fablemans versus Michael Stuhlberg in Bones and All in the final. I was going to say, I am shocked Stuhlberg did not get nominated for that. I think think uh, it probably was just too small and Rylance had a little bit of buzz and obviously like Rylance has a much bigger footprint in the movie. Yeah. But I, we talked about this, I think on the- yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the end of year pod, but I just feel like it should be required that Luca Guadagnino writes a monologue for Michael Stuhlberg in every film he makes <laughs> from now on, just so we can have that super cut one day of like just Stuhlberg like <laughs> fucking killing like a four minute monologue on screen. I ate like, up every moment of it. Every yeah. moment of this movie, I just everything was. It was just so beautiful and so. I, don't I know. love Stuhlberg. I do stand Stuhlberg. Yeah, you do love Stuhlberg. Um, well, you know, we have to end this podcast this way we always end our podcast. And that's mm-hmm. asking, do you have a favorite movie of 2023? I know you guys are new parents. You have not had a chance to go to the cinema that often. But I have. A- I went to the movies last night. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, Megan did go to the movies last night. I took care of the child. <laughs> I took care of our son. My son. My son. My son. Come here, boy. Um, so, Megan, uh, what's your favorite great- movie of 2023 so far? You know what? I'm going to go with a classic and I'm going to, uh, uh, I guess, I guess the movie I saw last night is the best movie and I didn't love it, but it was fun. Uh, and that's, uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. I'm bummed that they didn't go with like Magic Mike Triple XL. The yeah. naming convention is I'll stupid. I'll be honest, Why would I did, not, not, I did not like Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, it's no. not great. There's a long stretch in the in the middle that's like very boring. That there's no dancing and it's about like well, opening the theater. Didn't and it I'm seem like, like, why like is this, this one like all that Soderbergh cared about was the dancing, but then there wasn't like and with the other yeah. movies, it was like I care about the dancing, but also a little bit about like the character. And this one, yeah, it seemed like the only Did, thing that had any like real. Yeah, but then like, there wasn't enough dancing. Was the dancing? Yeah, but it, but then there, but then the whole middle, the beginning was yeah. interesting, and then the end was interesting. And as somebody who saw the Vegas show, that basically the end is a Vegas show. But then the whole middle is like, how are we going to open this show? Oh no! Like right. the the government's trying to shut us down and we got to find ways around that. And then we did find a way, but then we didn't find a way. And well, I just it, was sort of did like, did it end with them being like, Mike, if you take, if you go naked one more time, you'll die. Don't do it, Mike. And no. then the final no, shot is end, him like unzipping his pants horn, and starting with, with it up and it fades to black. They end with a very horny rain dance. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is by it the way, his last so, dance though? no, no, no. So that is in the, that was the sickest part of the movie. Yeah, truly. 100%. That's in the Vegas show. Uh, it's amazing in the Vegas show, which when I have seen. When did you go to the Vegas show? For your sister's bachelorette. Oh. And it was amazing. It, like, I, by the way, truly recommend to anybody out there who's, like, going to Vegas. It's an amazing show. It's, like, very cool through line. My dream job is to be the host, uh, which is, like, a you know, like, whatever. The, that character is in the movie, too. Um, you know, the, that, that whole end, the whole end of the, show, of, of the show was great. But then I was just, like, I don't care about, like, about about Salma Hayek's ex husband and like right. like whatever that hor- all of that stuff was like that's tough not yeah it's tough not great and I love Salma Hayek but I was like I don't this doesn't matter yeah <laughs> I saw Salma Hayek at Casa Vega one time cool 
But Matt. anyway, that's it. It's early on, so I think that's kind of yeah, it. Totally. Maddie, do you have a favorite know. 2023 release? Have you seen anything this year? I haven't seen Cocaine Bear, and literally the only movie I've seen is Megan. Mm-hmm. And Megan was fine. Look, yeah. I've see, I see every Blumhouse. I feel like Megan has Megan this Megan. Great Megan, name. My Great wife name, Megan though. has not seen every Blumhouse, so like she was a little more like enamored with it. Yeah. But I, I'm like, oh yeah, it goes through the paces of a Blumhouse, yeah. like which I again I like and I go see every one, and it's fine. Can like, I tell I, you? I, I think it could have been way better. I think it could have been way more fun. Yeah. I think the TikTok Chucky could have been way more funny. So and fun. similarly, not to like burst the bubble before you see it, Cocaine Bear. Don't do it, Craig. Well, here's no. the thing. All the stuff with the bear is super fun. It's good. And anytime the bear is not on screen, it's like, oh, shit, we set up all these set pieces with the bear and forgot we had to write the rest of a movie. Oh, like, no. Whenever oh. the bear's not on screen, it's like, it's it's bad. It's not even like. Oh, it's not even like a fun. No. It doesn't get. I do love that it's an American reunion, do, though. Margot yeah. Martindale and Matthew Reese. Well, let me add uh, one other one. Well, that's part, part of it is like Margot Martindale is kind of the only one that like. Because Matthew Reese is barely in it. Um, Margot Martindale is like the only one that kind of does the comedy right. Like everybody mm. else, it's like. Not surprising. Margot Martindale is everything. It seems like a streamer. Yeah. This the, the one thing about this baby is he's saving us from ourselves that all these movies that should be seen as like yeah. random streaming movies are going to be seen yeah. that way rather than like me sitting alone in a theater. Yeah. Meg, my favorite of movie so far passes. of this year is the most is Megan not- core movie possible. <gasps> me, knock at, knock at me Megan, not Megan. Knock at the Cabin? Is it Knock at the Cabin? No. It oh. is a movie that was released in the UK last year, but just got a <gasps> US release. It's no, called I love the Emily. Oh. And it's about Emily Bronte. <gasps> oh. Wait, oh my God. I was at the theater and I saw a, tr- a poster for it. Not even a trailer, a poster. And in I went, oh, I hope that's write- about Emily Bronte. It's basically about Emily Bronte before she writes Wuthering Heights. Like in, like, oh my the- God, I got to watch it immediately. I got to watch it immediately. <laughs> Is it streaming? I don't think so yet. But I'm no. sure it'll be a movie that'll it be like be. in two it weeks. Be. It'll be on VOD. But, like. but, but Craig, yeah. I saw a a poster and I literally, and it was called Emily and I go, huh, I hope that's about Emily Bronte. And it is about Emily Bronte. Oh, that makes me very excited. This might not bother you as much, but I think general viewers, the first hour is like almost overly languid. Like it's, it's very slow. There's one knockout scene, but the second half of the movie, it's about two hours long is, is very good. And Emma Mackey, um, plays Emily Bronte and for me again it's the beginning of March mm. but that's the performance of the year so far interesting wait I can wait. I ask though Craig because here's the thing the shithead contrarian in me that you know audiences yeah. have grown More to love shithead. really wants to be like this M. Night Shyamalan movie is the best movie of the year did it's, you see Knock at the Cabin yeah it's like fourth for me on. I've seen like 16 movies this year and I would have okay. it at four so it's doing okay the other the movie that okay. I think you will like Parts of Maddie is Infinity Pool has some like really oh, gonzo fun yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Not yeah, all, it, it doesn't looks a little fully tough, work. Though. Hmm. Uh, but you I have was to shocked see that it. I didn't love Crimes is that of the, the Future. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, one? it's yeah. it's Cronenberg's uh, son, right? Mia Mia Goth it's a, it's a in it is just like continuing her like absolutely. I like, love Mia Goth. Insane streak. Look, oh Pearl and X. Yeah. Go see the just see yeah. them and consume them. Yeah. I don't care what you think of them. You might hate them. Just nope. Mia Goth should be is just. I'm glad she exists and yeah. she's everywhere. Like, let, her be, the, let this, her be here. Her performance in Infinity Pool is even more gonzo than Pearl. Very exciting. <laughs> that's actually very... That's, Do you know you that couldn't she, have sold me on a movie. She's married. She, I don't know if they're married, but she has a child with Shia LaBeouf. Did we talk about this? 
She's oh, fa- she's that. endlessly fascinating. Shia LaBeouf is in one of my favorite movies of the 2010s called American Honey, which has a lot of similarities Good to film. Bones and All. Um, if you we like should long, wrap up. slow, boring shit, that's my wheelhouse. Um, do, I mean, both of you are just at home with your child. Do you have anything you'd yes, like sir. to plug? No, my child. I'll plug my child. I I don't even know plug when your child. You know, like like Harry, Harry's great. Like if you guys are out there and you're like, you're right. You know what? You're good. You're right. I'm gonna plug our child too. Plug our yeah. child. I just want to say Harry's a great kid. Harry's real good. Um, he slept really well last night. He slept like a solid number of hours. Like nine and a half. Yep. Not in one go. Right. No, but still. And Close he's enough. like six weeks old. So, yeah. you know, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, you can follow us. Plus my vagina, too. You know what I mean? Shout out, like, shout out big time to my vagina for, like, dealing with pushing a baby out and, like, contracting and being, like, pretty normal again, you know? Mm-hmm. Great. Shout out. Shout out. You Shout can out. follow us on Twitter at The Oscar Should, on Instagram or Facebook at The Oscar Should Have Gone To. If you like what you listen to, as always, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're going to try and get back to, you know, doing these podcasts every once in a while um, based on, you know, what Harry will let us do. Uh, but we <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, for, you know, uh, being away for two months and hopefully coming back uh, and listening to this pod. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.